you're not doing anything wrong, bro. <laughs> but everybody who's just joining us, thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of the Kick It Podcast, brought to you by Kick It Labs. Of course, we are live from the beautiful city of Oceanside, man. My name is Victor B. I'm joined by my boys, Oceanside Lens, Bruce, and we don't have Louie on camera today, but we do have him on the back holding down the production. So shout out to Louie, shout out to Piccolo. Thank you for everybody who's been doing the merch orders, man. He's uh, he's working back there. So thank you for that. But without further ado, we do have an awesome, great special guest for you tonight. We are with Raul, co-founder of Guadalupe Brewery, uh, located in both Carlsbad and Vista, Taste Room in Vista, Brewery in Carlsbad. Oh, thank you for kicking it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me here. It's uh, It's been a long time coming. Known you guys for a long time. Yeah, welcome, bro. Thank it's you about, for having me. It's yeah. about time. <laughs> it, it is about time. It's about time I made it over here. It's, and not your fault. Just, you yeah, know, everybody's definitely. busy. and Everybody's busy. You, know? yeah. you got you got uh, multiple businesses that you guys are running, dude. So we definitely understand. Yeah, well, dude, you guys are blowing up like crazy. So oh, thank uh, you, bro. It's, 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 a joy, it's a joy to see people that you've hung out with party for years and mm-hmm. then see them like whoa what you're gonna go international like he's like <laughs> oh, it's crazy dude it's like i yeah. mean it's just uh i can't wait to see what the future brings for all you guys hey, thank you man thank you. but you know what uh you were able to give us a platform a place to, to to be able to do what we're doing here so uh you know you're a part of that success too bro hey i, I look at it that way i look at it as a proud father or not like you know That's neighbor right. any little thing i can do i'm always you know helping out my homies, yeah. Anybody in North County, from Escondido to Oceanside, yeah. Uh, especially in Vista, because that's where I live. Um, but you know, we don't we don't say no to the cities yeah. around us, yeah. Especially in the music scene, yeah, big time. And you're 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 uh you have a background. You have a pretty interesting background that a lot of people don't know. Like they just think, hey, he just he runs a brewery, he does this. But uh, you actually have a, a big affinity for the arts and for music. I do because I'm a failed musician. Like I can't play any instruments. My fingers are like little sausages and I <laughs> try you know, have guitars and stuff and never was never able to like play anything, but I was uh, a pretty good sound engineer. And so I, that's what I did. I, I thought I would make a career in sound engineering. And I came to the States after graduating Mexico. I used to be in a heavy metal band, nice. but I was the sound engineer and the manager and not the musician. I'd write lyrics, but I couldn't play Jack yeah um and i can't sing my voice is <laughs> so uh, and and even when when somebody goes, no your voice is not that bad my my family goes like your voice is bad. <laughs> no, don't don't go there don't quit your day job that's right uh, so yeah i did say uh i just i said uh, when i graduated from high school i was like we won um uh, we won uh, when we were kids we were in this band called hamlet mm. and uh it was a heavy metal band back in like we're talking 19 87 through 89 uh i was just the manager my friends were like the musicians badass and everything but they went into this rock and espanol uh contest that was done by rca and pepsi and uh you know little did you know that we won the regionals and i was like boom okay so now you're going to nationals mexico city wow. so you got like 16 17 18 16 and 17 year olds winning this and the average dude of the other bands was like they were like in their mid-20s wow. that were the youngest ones wow. so we were the youngest by far um and the promoter's like you guys won you're going to mexico city we go to mexico city and there was 15 bands no more than 15 like i think it was like 
40 bands. Wow. And then from then there was going to be, then there was the 15 finalists and they were going to be on the, on a two album, uh, called Los 15 mm. Finalistas de Rock and Idioma. And, um, the whole thing was that we were primed to win. Like people were like, dude, you guys are like six, seven years younger than, than the next band. And all these other bands were like Los Amantes de Lola. Mm. Uh, some bands that are pretty well known. Others that were like one hit wonders. It was like a band called Heat. Yeah. Uh, I think Maldita Vecindad was in there. But you can look it up. Uh, it's, you know, we were on this album. But we were heavy metal. It wasn't like heavy metal was like the thing back then. Like you were competing against all kinds of different genres. Yeah. Um, went to Mexico City. We were killing it. Uh, there was a weird altercation I probably can't talk about <laughs> some people in trouble, but, but there was something that happened that like my uh, guitar player kind of got in a beef in a lobby with one of the promoters in front of all the judges. Oh, wow. okay. and that kind of yeah. them yelling at each other took us down and we ended up tying a four, fourth place. Wow. So we still got a single a A and B side single. And we were on the finalist thing, and we're still there. You can look us up. Mm. Uh, but it's a very different style of music than you probably heard. It's kind of like, uh, you know, between Iron Maiden and Scorpions. Wow. Uh, and uh, lo and behold, we're like on this high. We're like, oh, now we're going to tour, you know, because we always opened for like, we would open for Yuri. We would yeah. open for like Caifanes. We would open for Mana. Damn. Uh, but this in 88 before Mana like went yeah. super crazy. Uh, but in our little town of Mazatlan, we opened for a bunch of people and we played bars. And so we'd make money and we were making money to make our own album. But we said, oh, no, we're going to make an album with RCA because, and lo and behold, they go bankrupt. So wow. everybody on that album, everybody who had a deal with RCA got nothing. So RCA in Mexico, RCA in Mexico went bankrupt and the, all their artists got canned. And then they got picked up by other people. And we never got picked up. And we were all 17, 18. Half of us were graduating. Half of us weren't. And so we record, we save money, record an album uh, in Guadalajara, eight song, eight track album, really cool album uh, of just 18 year olds. And we record in the studio where all the famous bandas were recording in Guadalajara. Damn. And dude, it was crazy. It's like, you got these like 17, 18 year olds, they're by ourselves managing their own thing. And the guy's like, well, we want like five mics on the drum or on the drum because we got double bass drums. We got this, this. And the studio guy is like, dude, nobody does that in the band. That's like, well, like, yeah, but you need it here because we got double bass. He'd never seen a double bass drum in a studio. Yeah. He was a badass studio engineer. So he's like doing stuff. Um, it, we were the first rock band ever in that studio. Damn. And uh, on the second day after we were recording, we're there just chilling in the in the back of the studio. Kind of they had a little side table. And this guy walks in and installed boots, everything, huge belt buckle with a big G. <laughs> and I'm looking at the G going, I look at it and he's talking. He's like, Hey you guys, you guys want a drink? And I hear his voice. I'm like, dude, this is El Gallo Elizalde. I'm wow. like, dude, I'm like, Paco's Gallo Elizalde. And he's like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, so we met Gallo Elizalde. Wow. He's yeah. like, Yeah, everybody record there. Uh, La Banda del Recall, all kinds of band, you know, they would record mm. there, and we were like this rock, and so they didn't know how to mix us, but we had a great time. We stayed at some like little motel mm -hmm. there that was across from a, a like a hourly motel. Oh wow! And so we we were like eight dudes in two rooms, 
and we would turn off the lights and we could just see all the floors on the on the hotel <laughs> across and it was like watching tv you could see every room like wow. oh dude what's the one in the black lingerie or like <laughs> what's that dude doing like it yeah. was like it was like literally like that's crazy, crazy peep show but not we, you know you didn't want it. it's like what like close yeah. the window people yeah like <laughs> yeah. if you're gonna be doing that like close the window yeah well oh. mexico is definitely different you know i mean this is this is gonna be i mean this is you know 1989 it was 1989 wow. so it didn't work out so i came up here to the states and i went to college to get an engineering degree which later turned out i got a bachelor of science in statistics and mm. um and uh psychology so i didn't get but i worked in the engineering field yeah and i still love all this stuff and i yeah. really focus more on video actually like the streaming stuff we're doing mm -hmm. here uh i was doing that for over 20 years uh in coding video working at quicktime at, at the labs and apple and yeah and other places so a lot of fun there you go those were the days the day rule that that was the most badass introduction that we've had in a long time. The season's been lit. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, maybe we need to like pull out a bottle or something. Yeah, let's right, do it, yeah. man. All right, let's do it. Okay, yeah. we're we're gonna start with a reserve. Okay. Um, you're gonna hit him. You're gonna hit us with a. Can I get you a drink? Well, yeah. 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 So uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with this one. It's called Esperanza, which uh, means hope. I know you guys know what it means, but yeah, the audience doesn't know out there. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be the the camera so. to your left hand side over there. There you go. Or you can give it to the boss here. Yeah, that's 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 really so. Good this is um this is you know not your usual yeah. stuff. This is uh, a solera style farmhouse ale. Mm. So what that means is that it's not okay. it, it's it's done. Two things are different. One, it's done like a traditional Belgian farmhouse where you just make the beer and then you inoculate. And, and back in the day, they would just let the tank be open and they'd open the top of the barn. And so all the yeast that's, you know, in all the agriculture around it kind of floats into the barn, boom, goes in there, starts making the beer. It's all wild mm. yeast. This is in that style. So it's going to be very refreshing. That's why I want to start with it. Yeah. It's not going to be really intense on our palate. It's going to have some sour notes, some little funky notes. We'll see if you like it. We'll see who makes faces. Okay. But, uh, okay. and, you know, we need a bottle opener for that. So I always got one. Oh, there you go. Well, you kind of have to. Yeah. You, you, you <laughs> can't own a brewery and not have a. Well, no, I think it's more, I think it's more a Mexican thing. If you're oh, Mexican you and go. you don't have at least a couple <laughs> bottle openers, then you're opening it with your teeth, but I, I can't do that. So. Yeah. yeah. Or that, like that the, the lighter, out. you know. That trips me out how people do that. Oh, yeah. People respect, that's, that's but, yeah. but it's like, I don't want to see the dentist bill yeah so i'll give you guys a little bit and then oh thanks bro. pass it around my brother and then we got yeah. these dope ass guadalupe uh was this like grand opening this stuff? is like from we opened it's a really cool glass because it, it emphasizes the aroma the shape of it is yeah. it's kind of nice uh and it's only 14 ounces so like when you're drinking sometimes you don't want to drink so much beer you want to drink more different beers yeah kind of gives you the there you go. And then you're you're you're, uh, off. No, you're off. No, I'm good. Yeah. No worries, brother. Yeah. You want something else? Yeah, limonada for my brother here. Mm. You got he, it he's covered. Got, he's got he's got water. Fine. He's got it. Right. I'll be fine. He's okay. got it right but here. You guys Look enjoy that. yourself though. Well, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, salute everybody well, on the crew. Well, salute. Thanks yes, for sir. having me, guys. Yes, salute. salute. Salute to everybody out there, man. If you guys are sipping Ding. up, cheers. That was great. Now smell it a little bit. <laughs> that Damn. was great. He's like, oh, 
Now, the first sip is going to be super duper sour, yeah. right? Let me smell that. And as you, it's going to smell a little bit like tepache. Have you ever had tepache? Mm-hmm. The more you're going to take like two or three more sips, and then your palate is not going to feel so sour. It's kind of like the first sweet tart, right? Is always the tartest, but then you're like, ah, oh, this is not that bad. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Uh, with that citrusy, it, it almost reminds me a little bit of kombucha, but it, it yeah, it can because it has some of those wild yeast properties, and kombucha kind of has similar things. It smells sweet. Kombucha is a tea, this is made out of um, you know, wheat and malt uh, and barley malt. The other thing is, this is a solera style. So what that means is that we have a huge tank. And then when we empty it, we don't empty the whole thing. We empty like three quarters of it. Mm. And then we drop another batch on it. And so oh. this has been sitting in the tank for six months. Wow. It's very slow. And it goes, so it gets all that complex layers of kind of flavor. Wow. This is very different wow. than a beer. But I think in this weather, this is when you would drink it yeah. and it's hot. It's kind of like refreshing. Yeah. It's not your average thing. I know it's not bitter. It's, it's not going to be like a beer. But for people like this, it you know, it's it's more of a labor of love. And, oh. and can people purchase this stuff? Yeah, we have we have it at the at place. Uh we have it in the fridge there. In the fridge. And we we put one out every um we have actually a ton of bottles because we just bottled our our two year. Wow. So that means our safe batch. Then we do about a third, and then it gets a little funky. If it gets too funky, you just clean the tank, restart it again. Mm -hmm. So it just depends. Sometimes it can age and get way too sour, way too acidic, but sometimes it just brings out the right. And then you can also drop this, like we're thinking of doing a batch where we take this and we drop it on top of fruit, like on a bunch of mangoes Mm -hmm. or some peaches or, you know, other fruit. Dude, I, I, I love your beer. I love your beer. Um, there's not one bad one, you know, and, and uh, you, we go to a lot of places. We go to a lot of breweries and uh, sure, they have some good ones. And then uh, and then they have like the, the regular stuff, you know, yeah, like that, the other, that, the other that anybody that can buy. Wants yeah. to drink, huh? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that stay. <laughs> but, but you guys, you guys always have something new up there on the menu uh, and you guys have the favorites. Uh, what would what would you say your number one beer I would say, you know, you know, there's obviously there's two types of drinkers uh, on average that are like the the bigger drinkers are like either people want like a really light beer, like a a lager or a cream ale or something Mm -hmm. like that, because they just like they drink a lot or they're the hoppy, you know, stuff drinkers. So the hoppier one, you know, it's like the hooked IPA we sell because our West Coast it has got mosaic Amarillo, all the fun stuff that people like. And, you know. And then we'll make like a couple other IPAs uh, or more pale ales, like we do the Jugosona, yeah. which is not so bitter, but it has more of that juicy flavor. Yeah. And I think those are the people that like they either like hoppy with bitterness or hoppy with a bunch of hops or then no hops. Like mm-hmm. just keep it simple. Big time. So we kind of try to have both of those sides that you, you kind of have to because yeah. for every one beer of those, for, for every uh, one beer of those we sell, we might... Uh, or, or for every 10 beers of lagers or IPAs we sell, we might only sell one or two Belgians. Mm-hmm. But I still feel that I got to have the Belgians because the Belgian beer styles are the ones that made me want to be a brewer. Yeah. So I'm going to dedicate one or two taps to it. And that way, when people that do like those styles come in, they're like, you know, what? I really like it. And I come for that or they appreciate it. And at least I can say like, you know, there is this saying among the brewers, you, you know, if you guys go to a lot of breweries, you don't mm-hmm. see a lot of, 
saisons saisons mm-hmm. are one of those styles that you don't see a lot yeah and the brewer community they'll be like yeah saison stays on it's like i brewed a saison and six months later we still had it on tap <laughs> yeah. well you know what it's like i try to have a saison or something similar to that on there just because and and the brewers appreciate it you know they're like oh man i gotta say i wish i could do that but i can't do that we don't have that kind of space here you know it's like yeah and you know it's it's a business where you got to keep on brewing you got to you got to brew what sells uh, cause you got equipment there that you're paying off and, yeah. uh, and it's no joke. I mean, some yeah. of those big, I mean, I'm a tiny brewery, mm-hmm. you know, but I have a lot of friends that own or work in big breweries, you know, anywhere from, uh, Culver to pizza port where they're doing like 280 barrels at Shout a time out. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got buddies that work there and, you know, it's just a huge investment. I mean, we're talking yeah. millions of dollars yeah. and you got that nuts in there. You got to keep on producing, yeah. IPAs and producing what sells. And then every now and then you can do one of the ones you like. But right. yeah. you know. well, on that note, Ro, I, I do have to ask. So what, what was it that led up to uh, opening up Guadalupe Brewery? Were you uh, already mixing brews while you were managing the band? Or how, how did that come about? No. You know what's funny is like um, growing up in in Mexico, I grew up in Mexico City. Uh, I went to elementary school in Mexico City. So Mexico City, like your average person in Mexico city doesn't really drink a lot of beer. Like mm-hmm. Mexico city area, that center and, and Southern part of Mexico for every one beer they drink in the Northern part of Mexico, they drink almost two beers. It's like 1.9 to one ratio. Mm. So like in the North it's, they're all beer people. I mean, they drink everything, but, but they're more beer than, than South In the South. Your average drink is going to be people who think tequila, but tequila until after the nineties was not a big drink in mm-hmm. Mexico. Um, Rum and whiskey are the number two, one and two drinks. A rum wow. because it's cheaper, but and it's very common. Rum and Coke, everything, mm-hmm. and then whiskey and soda is like highball or whiskey soda is mm-hmm. like is what people drink. And they're not single malt whiskeys; they're usually blended whiskeys that they drink, like Johnny Walker and and Chivas and yeah. those. So that's what people would drink. The beer was kind of a special thing. My grandfather would have like these dark beers for winter and. And my grandfather liked to drink a lot of different things, but not be drunk. He was kind of like, when you walk, you drink. So when you were a little kid, you were drinking just like the adults. And he had little shot glasses that were full of acrylic to about 90%. And he'd top it off with a little sherry on top. And he'd have a, a tray and he'd come to you as a little kid. And he'd be like, oh, you want a little drink? And he'd grab it. And he'd like give it to you. And you think you were getting a whole shot, but you were just getting the very top layer. Wow. But you were the same as everybody else. Yeah. Because his theory was like he wanted everybody to be social and know how to drink, but he didn't want anybody to be a drunk. He said the worst thing at a social event is some drunk dude that's not behaving. Yeah. And so it didn't matter. I mean, I never saw my uncles drink, you know, like that. Maybe I saw one go off a little bit, but he got it. Mm-hmm. He never did again. Why? Because we all knew how to drink. We all knew that, you know, you're representing the family and yourself. And it's like, and if you know you, you can control yourself, it's, it's just so much better, right? Yeah. Everything in moderation. Yeah. So when I moved to Mazatlan, it was a shock because in Mazatlan, people don't drink alcohol as much as beer. It's beer city. Mm. And you go to a party and there'll be like no, no spirits. It would be like Pacifico and nada más. Yeah. Like literally Pacifico and nada yeah. And there's no other beers. It's just Pacifico. Yeah, it's Pacifico right there. And so, which by the way is my favorite. Right there, it's right? my it's favorite my beer. Says, yeah, it's best like. Pilsner in the world. You know, because I grew up there. Like it's, it was like, shoot, Pacifico and nada más. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, you know, you go to a party and the and that's all they got to drink. You're not going to be like, no, I'm like, hey, it's free or whatever. It's the, 
So uh, yeah. we would just drink Pacifica and I just got used to the taste of beer. But I really didn't like, uh, I wouldn't have brewed Pacifico because lagers are hard to brew and everything. And so I was traveling a lot working. I used to work out in New York City. And uh, and they had me traveling. And and I went to uh, Beijing, to China. I mean, I didn't get to travel a ton. But that year, mm-hmm. I got to travel a lot. I went to 2000. I went to Beijing before China was, even Beijing wasn't all that. Because right. the pre-Olympics, Beijing was a little quieter. And like mm-hmm. there wasn't much there. So I'm there. And there's like three blocks where they have all the expat restaurants. So all the you know, expats, straight foreigners hang out there. And we went to this little bar. They used to have this one called, um, what was it called? Shooters. Mm. But it was just like a Hooters. Like oh, literally wow. the logo, <laughs> the logo was Hooters with an S. Wow. And then you walk in and the girls had the same tank tops, but it said Shooters. And they were all Chinese. Uh, and it was just, it was funny as hell. It was, yeah. it was just so funny. funny. I'm like, it was like the most, it's like a parallel universe Hooters, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then we Crazy. went to we went to this little bar. I can't remember what it's called, but it was. We walk in and there was nobody there, and there was this Belgian dude, like this white haired Belgian guy, going like, "Hey, and like we see you got Belgian beers." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "I'm the only guy that has Hugard in this side of Moscow." And we're like, "Well, what's Hugard?" And he's like, "You yeah. have never had Hugard? What the hell?" So he starts like putting. I mean, we're the only ones in the bar, and he just starts putting down Belgian beers, and we're in China. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, I'd had Shemai before, which I really like, but I hadn't had these others. And and so I we just started getting a master class, you know. And I really fell in love with this Who Garden, which is a, a Belgian wit, which is pretty common now here in the mm-hmm. States. But at the time in 2000, you couldn't even find it in the States. Like it was really hard to find until they got bought out by another distributor and then they moved it to the States. Mm-hmm. Okay. Long story short, I'm like, you know, I could get behind these beers because a lot of the beers, some of them are light, but some most of them are kind of like an 8% beer. So, you know, kind of where you have one beer and you don't have to be pounding it to, and, and you, so you don't get bloated. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, it was more like a, a and they had like stronger flavors. Uh, so I kind of fell in love with that. And I was like, yeah. So then, you know, five years later, four years later, I move, we moved to San Diego. Actually, it was we moved here in 2003. So three mm-hmm. years later. Moved to San Diego, and we're living here in in Vista, uh, our first house. And one day I'm talking to my neighbor, and and I'm like, "Hey, what's that equipment there?" And he's like, "Oh, that's for making beer." He's like, "I've been making beer for ten years." I'm like, "Really? I've never seen you make beer. I mean, I've known you for a year. Like, what the hell?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh, well, I haven't. You know, we moved here into the house, and I haven't really made any beer." I was like, "Well, let's make a beer. Like, how hard is it?" I'm like, "All the beers that I've had from Homebrews taste like crap." I said another word, but you know. It tastes like crap, you know. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, no, no, we can make a good beer, like a good brown. I'm like, well, can you make a Belgian beer? He's like, I've never, I don't even drink Belgian beers, mm. but we'll try one. So we made a brown ale. It came out really good. Then we tried to make a Belgian beer. It came out really good. And then I got hooked. And then he said, well, I don't have time to make beer, but you want to borrow my equipment. So I had free equipment and extra time, no kids. And I started making beer. And every week I'd make a different beer. And every other week I make the same beer, Tonantzin. Mm-hmm the golden belgian ale we have yeah that was the first and i made that beer in the in first year when i started brewing i probably made it like 15 times wow like every other week i tried to do, until i had it and i said this is it I locked it in said here's the recipe boom wow uh and and that got me hooked and then we used to make beers and they used to have these parties that people in the beer industry here in north county where and a friend of mine had parties in san marcos 
and people that are musicians come and play the guitar and whatever. And then other people would bring beers and there was homebrewers that were famous, brewers that were famous from different breweries from Lost Abbey to Pizza Port and Stone. And people would bring beers and they'd be like, oh, who made this one? This one's really good. And so I started bringing my beers and somebody says, well, why don't you do an expo on like, hey, so now when somebody brings beers, like, oh, I brought this one, it's Bonanza and I made like, oh, cool, you know. And then you get feedback and you get feedback from guys that are actually brewing in, in the industry. And so I started thinking, wow, I really like this. You know, this is cool, cool atmosphere. Um, and some years later, I mean, we, it took us too long, really. We, I should have started sooner, mm-hmm. but my neighbor and I were in Mexico by Guadalupe and we met this guy who owned a winery there. And he said, why don't you guys like put a brewery here? And we're like, really? It's like, Oh, we should put it in the States, but there's so many over there already. And so in 2009, 2010, we started a brewery in uh, late 2010, probably started putting it together in Valle de Guadalupe. And we were the first real brewery in Valle de Guadalupe, like licensed and everything. Yeah, uh, We were there for a couple of years and it, it did well, but it was just, it was hard to work there. It wasn't like now, like now Valle de Guadalupe is full of people, but you still got to have money. I mean, it's yeah. people with money that like, you know, they, if they lose their business, they're still fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, more power to you there. But uh, we moved it up here. We were going to move to TJ, and that wasn't going to work because TJ does have a lot of really good brewers mm-hmm. and uh, employees. And so we said, no, let's move up here. I was going to change the name, but people were like, well, what are you going to call it? Like, Deju Brewing or something? You know, it's like, keep it Guadalupe. And so I thought, well, let's keep it Guadalupe. And when we found the place in Vista, we... We built that place to look like Valle de Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. Like if you were in a place in Valle de Guadalupe, because that's what it reminds of, uh, uh, you know, the whole start of it. So, yeah. so you know, that was it. That's the story of why we started making beer. Um, Man, yeah, that, and, that's a that's a very cultured upbringing right there. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's cultured, but it's just, uh, it's just you know, you you guys were uh, ahead of your time because now there's there's breweries all over the place oh yeah out there too you know i i maybe a couple of years ago it's gonna be probably a while now but i I went to rosarito and they have they have breweries everywhere yeah. now and stuff like that and it's the thing it. yeah and and you know and people uh it's gotten to the point because you have the united states and the equipment and i mean some of those places over there are like they're just garage brewing but mm-hmm. it's but still they're doing it you know and yeah so, so they're hustling to make like i say i'm small they're like you know yeah. homebrewer selling it but but that's part of the thing and the thing is it's kind of like breweries are like unfortunately unfortunately they're like restaurants right so there's yeah. always new restaurants popping up but there's always people some people like this kind of food some people like that kind of food mm-hmm. some people are going to enjoy this beer and some people are going to be like that beer tastes like crap you know? <laughs> yeah and and that and that's the beauty you just got to find the one you like because beer is no longer just uh a budweiser it, yeah it's you know, it's an IPA. Oh, now it's not even an IPA. Now it's a hazy IPA. Now it's a New England style mm-hmm. IPA. Now it's a West Coast. So just so many variants. Uh, and then you throw the factor that people, we sell we sell um, stuff to make beer, right? So we have a homebrew shop. So then you have the person that like, they could buy any beer. And you, you know, right, you can go to BevMo or any of these places and mm-hmm. buy hundreds of different beers. But still, they will go and make their own beer. Why? Because some people still want to make their own burger, yeah. even though there's good burgers out there. And it's just they can do that tweak, and it's kind of that feeling of making your own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's super interesting, man. And, and still, you know, you you you're always helping us out. Now you're helping, you know, the whole world out. You know, uh, if you guys are interested in in getting into the brewing, man, go see Raul and Carlsbad. Carlsbad and, uh, Brew Supply. 
and they'll yep. get you started, man. We'll get you going. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, no, I, crazy. I, I like right. I like every single thing that you said, bro. Because I, I mean, I I saw the boom in 05, You know how it kind of really changed out yep. here in the West Coast, but I also saw it down in Baja. I, I think it was like 2013 when it, stuff really started changing over there. Yeah, where was your guys' uh, brewery located down in the Valle? It was over in Francisco Sarco, which is also known as Guadalupe. It's like where um, if you're on the three going and you pass like the Museum of Wine and then you go over the bridge, there's only one bridge that goes over the dry river. Uh, as you go over the bridge, that's Francisco Sarco, the one with the Pemex. There's only one gas station. And then you would have seen Domec or La, Elia, La Cheto. Mm -hmm. La Cheto. That would have been over there. So mm. that's the main town. And there's only one church in town, and one Catholic church. Uh, and right next of to the course. Catholic church, there uh, was the entrance to the winery where we were at. We had a, the owner there built a building that we used to put the brewery. And then we built all the equipment and everything. Did it. And it was called Rancho Malagón, Viñedos Malagón. Really nice guy. Great wine. Um, and we were there for a while. But he didn't want to move this stuff up north so we dissolved the company you know and and it was just hard to find people that wanted to brew there so we could produce more because we were selling everything and it was sold out mm -hmm. okay we sell do you ever go to finca tosano I, I don't think i have honestly really you gotta go it's like one of the best places to eat in Valle guadalupe mm. i don't know what where you ate at Valle, but that place is bomb it's it's a famous chef called javier placencia and he's 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 a super nice guy makes killer food Wow. Well, maybe uh, Kika Lads can take a little trip. Hey, go south of the border. Hey. Hell yeah. Months. There you go. Yeah, so, there. I mean, I, I like to go to Ensenada because the, the beer scene over there, it's it's different. Dude. I mean, Mex uh, TJ's got like its own thing going, but the quality beer comes from Ensenada, in my opinion. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I don't know, man. Ouch. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I know all these different brewers. I know people That's that are an moving opinion. into TJ. That's an opinion. But in my opinion, bro, I think Ensenada has better beer than TJ. Really? Yeah. What's what's your favorite beer in Ensenada? Um, I started off with Aguamala, but then I moved on to uh, Nathaniel is a buddy of mine. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, then yeah. it was uh, Wendland. Wendland is definitely uh, Wendland. up there. Eugenio Romero is the owner from Wendland. He's a buddy of mine. He is the bomb. He went to school up here in uh, in San Diego. Um, Nathaniel, I think his mother in law lives in Carlsbad. Uh, he owns Aguamala, and he won uh, an award at GABF. He's you know. I think Aguamala and Wenla are the two best in Ensenada, if not two of the best in Northern Baja. Uh, but no, but the beer scene in TJ is where it's at, really. I mean, there's just so much good beer in TJ. Uh, you can, I mean, you can walk. You can go on Revolución and walk between the different breweries, and mm -hmm. they're not going to be on the strip. There's some, like, one on top of an old, you know, six-story building where there was, yeah, like, a strip joint. There's another one no, in the neighborhood right there. It's yeah. not as shady as it was, man. You know, it's not as shady as it was. Like, Revolución is like, I remember when I came up here in, in 89 and stuff, and it was like nothing but like military and 50 cent beers. Like, I, I mean, even I was coming from <laughs> Mazatlan and I was like, who sells 50 cent Dos Equis lagers? Like, that is insane. Like, that is so cheap. Like, yeah. that's like crazy. It was 1989. It was like, what the hell? Damn. Nobody should sell. And now it's like, you know, and then you just had the shady, weird places. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't catch me dead there. But nowadays it's nice, dude. I mean, yeah. you got really good food, high-end food. 
uh border psycho is really good definitely uh my favorites in tj uh, along with insurgentes mamu it's a little bit hidden but that, that that's a really solid spot too yeah well the one i recommend is a buddy of mine and i think it's called 96 or it's a number it's like the year he was born it's like 92 or 96 mm. uh and the guy who started it um he is the old brewer at mamut oh wow and he he's he that one's really it's right off the strip a couple blocks and that's the one you want to go that's up and coming they've been getting all kinds of awards in the last couple years they 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 kill it and he's really young dude that's dedicated to it so damn and he he learned how to brew under a guy a friend of mine where i used to sell my beer called lambajada and and so yeah he's he's a good dude that's crazy, bro. You're you're super connected in the in the beer industry, man. Yeah, I know a lot of people. That means I'm connected. I mean, I'm connected, but I don't use my connections. Yeah. I just kind of, you Sometimes know, I was in the there and, and just I know a lot of people, and they're all good people. Uh, well, I mean, the ones I've talked about, they're all good yeah, people. yeah. <laughs> I, I try to. I I don't like talking bad about anybody. I'm not gonna say anything about yeah, bad yeah. people. But, so. but people be people, bro. That's yeah, what I gotta say. Yeah. yeah, but you know, we we all move with love, you know, and and. Yeah. And that's that's the I think the best way. I think if you don't got something good to say, just don't say it. Like yeah. and then just like move on, and we'll like keep on going our way. Speaking about challenges, what can you say has been one of the ch- challenges of like managing your brewery, and what it comes down to? Like, like I mean, the- managing a brewery, just like managing any business, is just it's just something else, right? Because you have the passion to do the craft of making this and making that that's easy because if you have the passion you're going to want to do something excellent but the business side of it is is hard and that's why you know i i don't i do part of that but i have a partner that does that my Mm -hmm. wife and she you know definitely gets in the weeds on on that and that's that's really hard and it's hard because you know we started in this industry kind of late uh and it's different when you're bankrolling your own little brewery versus you're playing with other people's money or you have a lot of extra money to be able to push that out and it's just, it's like anything. Uh, you can have the best food in the world, the best beer in the world, but if somebody doesn't go and buy it, you're not going to make any money. You're going to last, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of aspects. And I think us here in San Diego, there's a lot of people appreciate really good beer, but there's also a lot of people that they just want to drink it and go out and party and have fun. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. And so capturing those folks that might not appreciate your beer because you put all that passion in it, but they just want to drink a good beer, which there's plenty of in a nice place mm-hmm. and have some fun. And maybe they want to listen to live music. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't want to listen to it. Maybe they want to bring their dog. Maybe or they watch wa- the game. Or maybe they want right. to watch the game. Maybe they want to have, you know, a live rap right in their face. Like <laughs> we've done it in the past. We've been yeah. doing podcasts yeah. there and they're like, yeah, this rocks, you know? Yeah. And so there's like different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's kind of the, the beauty of it, but it's trying to find that niche and constantly pivoting. And I think you get kind of one way, and now we're trying to pivot because the economy is not helping. You're going to see a lot of breweries and other restaurants kind of fold right now. And even us, we're looking at it, and, like, it's hard, bro. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I mean, I appreciate all the support. we got our regulars and stuff. But it's uh, it's hard, and you just got to look to pivot. And, and if it doesn't work, you keep trying and uh, you know if you if you pivot you got to pivot hard well then you pivot hard if you got to close the place down for a little bit or relaunch or do something mm-hmm. you gotta do what you gotta do yeah um and there, i don't think there's a shame in it at all 
but you just got to keep looking and and do what's best for the business. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. It's like to say like I'm having fun, but then I got to do this. I make this hard decision because you know I also just can't give it away for free. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know how it works for you guys. Like, you know, if you've been in, involved in those, but like you know, in the music scene, or like, mm-hmm. well, we could do this, but we can't afford it right now. We can do this, you know. It's like yeah. Uh, all the time, man. Uh, at all the all the breweries uh, that we've gone to and, and done stuff there, they all have different ways of doing business. And I do want to give a special shout out to you and a big thank you for that time when we held uh, the fundraiser going on for JT Active. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, that was, JT Active, that was a tragic thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows uh you know he and i think we'd just seen him like a week or two mm-hmm. before and so it was like when that happened and i was like like can we do a fun i'm like of course like yeah like one are we gonna do one two fundraisers like mm-hmm. yeah you know you're, you're always awesome with that stuff that, that you type open of the stuff. doors and be like yeah bro let's go ahead <laughs> yeah i can't thank you enough bro. yeah so we're gonna go ahead and uh we got some comments here on the instagram shout out to everybody uh watching there uh we got 95 underscore Heli watching us. Shout out to Cali Blunts. Shout out. Shout Cali out Cali Blunts. Blunts. Number one sponsor right there. Uh, shout out to the Bougie Company. Petey Gaines out here watching. Yo, shout out. And uh, shout out to, to our other sponsor, Natalie's Fashion. Uh, shout out to Natalie. Natalie, hey. Natalie Fashion. She said, hi, guys. Hola, Raul. Hola, Natalie. And then uh, Michael Gabriel here watching. Shout out to Curb Check. Uh, and Michael Gabriel said, "The coconut beer, man. I salute you." Yeah, we we got it here. We got the cocoa blonde coming we up. That. We're gonna we'll save you. We'll save you one. We'll save yeah. you one can, man. Yeah, but, that, that's his favorite. That's his favorite. And we do got a YouTube comment as well. Yep, and shout out to Earn V from Elevated, man. Uh, he said, "What up? What up, primo? What up, guy? Yeah, man. Uh, sometimes you know, the the best part about this is like a lot of people on Mondays they are." dead tired after a long long weekend but the beautiful part about this is they can always go back they can always go back and watch it listen to it on all streaming platforms and everything so everybody out there watching man please please go subscribe to the youtube we're we're really close from being monetized on there once we hit the monetization man it's a it's gonna be a great time man. yeah game changer right there and don't forget we're here with raul from guadalupe brewery holding down kicking it on this monday how how far are we from the how far are you guys 50. 50 or something 50 or so. subscribers yeah that's all we need what yeah, go subscribe like right Dude. now man go we, subscribe I, right yeah, now that, i mean <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure that tomorrow we're like blasting out there i've been like hey, there you go hit that yeah. button hit that Hell button yeah there you go that's right man that's support right there man nothing but love right there but uh louis how you doing back there man uh shout out to louis he is the uh, producer of the night right there piccolo's working on shirts as always but that's what it is man you gotta stay grinding uh california is not cheap to live in and everything is 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 not cheap to to purchase man i i want to i like to go out to eat i like to go out and have some great beers and uh it works out because raul he's always has uh, his doors wide open come on in it always feels fresh in there you got the air conditioning going and uh and you have amazing uh beer tenders we 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 are lucky to have some you know good really good class beer tenders you know we got we got Rudy who's been around and works in the industry for Shout like out. for us for like four years. 
but we have uh we have some other i mean rudy's the only male beer tender there he's like yeah. and then we have our female beer tenders uh roxana who's new she's really good uh knows her stuff really friendly we got summer rose summer is uh you know she she just had her 30th birthday party yeah at the place and she wanted to work so she was beer tending with That's the best you know with her it. happy birthday nice. hat on and everything and we have amber also who's a you know a really good beer tender yeah so, uh, so you man. know we, we 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 got it going on yeah. there uh but we've had over the years some some fun people there that's right um, that's right but yeah we got a patio in the back live music tomorrow on tuesday we're gonna have uh our open mic session so we'll have like 30 musicians there playing there you go till 10 o'clock uh open window it'll be fun they'll play yeah. anything from jazz to blues a lot of blues and and r&b at the end they'll go jam sessions like nice. 12 minute r&b songs they'll start with like pharma uh, you know uh, mm-hmm. parliament funkadelic yep. and end up you know with like california love rapping tupac style <laughs> so it, it goes crazy it's, it's a lot yeah. of fun and that's that's gonna be tomorrow right uh, tomorrow from six to ten six to ten there you go yep uh musicians everybody just want to hear music live music go out there man have some fantastic beer and uh, enjoy yourself uh, so we're cracking some beers here we got why don't you tell them a little bit about this beer this one is this one is El Vainillo. Uh, so the the two beers that I, I this one was one of the first beers we had in Valle Guadalupe, um, and then the other one was Tonantzin. I didn't bring the Tonantzin. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's okay. Uh, we have that one at the tap house. We normally don't can that one. Yeah, but this one is canned. It's uh, El Vainillo. Let's uh, yeah, good thing mm-hmm. you clear clear the palate on those. Yeah, oh, let's go. Um, yeah. Here, just pour as much as you want. I'm not gonna pour it because that way, don't feel like. Yeah. We just canned this one the other day. It's freshly brewed. Might be a little bit hoppier than usual, but it's supposed to be a beer that's easy drinking, kind of copper colored, um, super light with a touch of vanilla, a nice head. You got to do it. You got. Somebody has to take one for the team, and that's my <laughs> that's that's why Lens is always there. He's, you, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I've never I I've never seen Lens mad, and I don't want to see him mad because people that are always happy, the day they're mad, it's like a nuclear bomb. I think. Yeah. But I've never seen in all these years. Really? I've never seen Lens. Have you? Mad. Seen He's Lens? usually. I mean, if he's not, he's like, he's like tweaked a little, like he's mm-hmm. irked, but he's never like, you know, he's yeah. like, he's usually like pretty like, eh, whatever, like, you know, but he's always happy. Dude. This guy smiles even on bad days, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm like, you left your bag here. And it's like, eh, it's okay. I'll get it tomorrow. It's yeah. like, yeah, life is well, good. Like you know, you, nobody you died. To, you have to enjoy your life, man. You know? No, I mean, I dude, more power to you. I mean, I, Cheers, I we man. all have different you know profiles in life and i think uh you gotta let the good times roll you know uh, um i've worked in the hospitality industry a lot and um you know you you have to put out your energy you have to put out that good energy and that good energy comes back to you i guess the only thing i'm going to say against the beer is that i should have put more ice in the cooler it's not super cold so for you but it's tasty that was fantastic. Yeah. So and you know what? I'm I'm not against a warm beer. You know, sometimes I I mean it's not warm, warm, but it's no, not yeah, like it's ice not, cold. It's not, but uh, it's not warm. But I have drank in warm beers. Yeah, the the, fla- warm the beer. flavors when they come out, they come out a little bit better when it's warm. You get more of the vanilla, right? 
No, it's it's fantastic. But it's not it's not a sweet beer by any chance. It's beer first and then a touch of vanilla. People like it. It's for the non IPA guy. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna steal this. We're yeah. gonna save this for Michael. No, no, we got we got another one for Michael. Ooh. We got Michael. We'll pop one of those. And in <laughs> fact, uh, pop one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, I'll I'll get you guys more. There you go. I, I just want to give another big shout out yeah, to uh, to Lisa. Shout out to Lisa, man. She she is on oh, the she, grind. She anything that I need. He's, bro, just tell Lisa she's, she gets she's it the, done, man. she's she's the engine behind the uh I just make the beer and she runs the ship, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so she's the captain and I'm kinda like the number two. Big shout out, big shout out to the Hefi right there. Yep. There you, you go. go. Yeah, and shout out to everybody yeah. tuning in, everybody listening. If you've made it this far into the episode, much appreciate it. Appreciate it. Don't forget to hit us up on the Apple Podcast, on the Spotify, YouTube, whichever it may be, man. We're right here while Lupe doing a Nice little tasting. Yeah. Please hit the subscribe button so we can get over the 50. Like, I want to see these guys next level. Yeah. Don't forget Big time. Yep. All, my, all my local 760 residents as well. It'll go out a brewery. Of course. And Definitely. if you can't make it to the brewery tomorrow, at least hit them up on the IG and make sure to follow Raul. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be, we normally do a, um, a live stream on IG of, at least a good hour of the yeah. of the live music when they're jamming they're going boom except i don't know have you guys on ig uh these have this filter that was like a fire one mm. and it would turn like if you were playing it would turn you like into a fireman oh, wow. like you were on fire it was the bomb Dude, except the, they don't have it anymore i can't find it like they move so their filters, filters yeah. they move yeah. their filters but on live you can only get through so many filters because yeah. they don't give you access and and they don't have it. It was the best filter to do would be that, on guitar. That, and then you hit the that. fire filter and he'd be like the human torch. And I gotta see that. Yeah, Instagram, I don't, man. I don't bring know what they back. did to bring bring back. bring back the fire filter. Yeah, we'll send this out to Instagram. They'll get that, they'll get the memo. Raul needs it. I need it. I need yeah. it now. I did bring one. We'll have mm-hmm. uh you guys make sure we don't not have it. There's a two year in a barrel, 14%. Mm. Uh, stout. It was in a barrel for two years, bro. Two years. Yeah, in a whiskey wow. barrel, uh, and it's like fourteen and a half percent. So it's like drinking a shot of whiskey, um, <laughs> you know, size wise. Like, yeah, well, we're tasting that tonight too. Oh yeah, we're tasting okay. this. Yeah, we're, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Make that sure damn. I don't forget to open. I've been missing out on this whole adventure. Hey man, I salute people that don't drink. Dude, if you if you get off the wagon later or whatever, you come over and we'll we'll pop up for you. Also, <laughs> oh, say we'll have a party. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, it's all about in moderation, dude. You gotta yeah. enjoy, it. like, if, you know. And, and if you don't drink, I'm I'm happy too. We got plenty of people that come in, don't drink. Yeah. Uh, we got sodas and stuff. Mm-hmm. We have looked at. Um, we have like, we were gonna get this zero percent, zero percent like beer right there's like it's got to be not it's not non-alcoholic it's like zero so i could get it and then the new thing that we're doing is uh we haven't gotten them yet but we're getting them it's like non-alcoholic cocktails believe it or not mm. it's like the next thing so let's say you're on a dry you, you're you're off the wagon or you don't drink at all um no wait is it on the way no you're on, on the way i don't know because i've never been <laughs> i'm sorry I, i'm bad because i've never been on the wagon yeah so so yeah so you're Actually, on the wagon he, that's what he told me too when i told him that <laughs> I, uh, it's, it's true because so. like uh 
I walked in the other day because I, I, I always take my, my breaks uh, throughout the year. You know, I, I try to um, go a few months on, a few months off, you know, just for the gut, belly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not as, as blessed as Bruce, man. Uh, my man's skinny. Oh, yeah. I, I eat a cheeseburger and my ass is shaking for a week, you know. My ass is shaking <laughs> for a week. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so we actually have a, a very special thing going on this weekend at Guadalupe. Did you know about it? Which one? This Sunday, man, August 6th, the return of Birria Sundays at Guadalupe. Birria Sundays from El Mendez Birria. Yeah, Birria Mendez, man. Shout yeah. out to them. They're, they're really, really, uh, really good people and really great friends with us. You know, they've, they've been in there grinding, you know. They were with us shooting in the gym, you know. They've been hustling. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So make sure you guys come back. It, it, it was always a big thing. Like, I worked at Guadalupe for a little bit, and... uh those were my favorite days to work. The Sundays and the Sundays, there. micheladas with ice and you know, yep. norteñas in the back and mm -hmm. and birria just in yeah. the patio. We're gonna have that. We're gonna yep. and hopefully it's not. We want to make sure that hopefully the day is not too hot, but not too cold. We like it sunny. Yeah, birria. Get that. Have a party on Saturday somewhere else. Yeah, and then come over on Sunday with la cruda and and yep. you know get some hundred percent, dude. You got birria ramen. They got they got these egg rolls now that oh, are man. legitimate. Yeah, like. They are so yeah, good. Big time. So make sure you guys come out. Uh, brewery opens at 11 on Sunday. Yep. And uh, we'll be there till till the end, till they close, which is probably going to be around 7 o'clock. Yep. 11 to 7-ish, you know, depending. Is, you know, we'll you know, see. If you guys are coming out. If you guys are coming out. And and, unless he runs out of beer, you know, I don't yeah. know. But there has been, there were times when he first started. It's like, yeah, boom. Oh, it's 5 o'clock. Ran out. 4 o'clock. Ran out. Sold out. And then the next week. I'm like, dude, you better bring more beer. He's like, I brought twice as much birria, <laughs> and we sold out at 3 p.m. Yeah. And, then, and he's yeah. like, I'm going to bring twice as much next. And then he'd bring in twice as much, yeah. and he'd sell out again. It, yeah. it was crazy for a while. I mean, yeah. it, this was, is years ago. This is like three, it was, it three was, four years ago. My, my, my favorite, my favorite uh, times were always birria Sundays because you, you don't just get uh, – just like the regulars in there, you get families after church. They come in, they they want to eat something fantastic. The the dads or the moms, they wanna they wanna have a couple of beers, some micheladas or something, you know. So that that was always my favorite time because you you get a, a diverse crowd, and everybody's in there just having a great time eating food. You know, I'm a big foodie too, so yeah. uh, definitely go out there this Sunday, Guadalupe Brewery. We're gonna be there, uh, and I'll be spinning all day. And we got a couple of. Um, how should I say this? Surprises. We got some surprises, some musical surprises. That we're musical gonna do. surprises. Hey, you give me the keys to to unlock sound there. We're going to bring some fantastic surprises. Very man, cool. And, and Very have cool. some cool stuff there. So make sure you guys don't miss it. Guadalupe Brewery. You want to give them the address? 631 South Santa Fe over in beautiful downtown Vista, Paseo Santa Fe. Kind of over there between the house skate shop. Shout mm -hmm. out to the house. Shout out to the house. Shout and uh, and then there's a vacuum shop that everybody knows about. Mm -hmm. It's like how many vacuum shops exist in North right. County? Two. Yeah, yeah two yeah. only. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're both brothers. One brother owns oh. one in Vista. <laughs> the, the, the other dude is the guy in San Marcos. They're both brothers, and, hey, and they're Mexican. It, so like they support. They come over and like. Every, in a blue moon, I, they only they don't drink too much, but they yeah. come over and they're like, I have one beer, and I, and they they kind of, they're not twins, but they look, and one guy owns one, one guy's uh, it's pretty wow. funny. One of them for sure got dressed up like Luigi. Oh man! Well, Raul, um, besides beer, 
besides the the supply shop, what do you like to do for fun? What do you do when you're not brewing? When you're not at the brewery? Mm. What what do you? What's, what's I don't really pastime? have. I don't have a. I mean, my favorite pastime is working. I mean, if yeah. I was rich, yeah. You know, the, I think you always have like, if money was no object, mm -hmm. what would you do for the rest of your life? I right. think, I think really that's the question you should ask anybody, right? Because mm -hmm. like, one thing is what you like to do with the time you have right now. But if you didn't have to worry about making money and supporting your family, mm -hmm. what would you do? And to me, I would be a documentary filmmaker. I mm. think making film is the funnest thing, but it's just so expensive. I mean, wow. people that make film and documentaries and stuff like that, it's not a money-making business. Yeah. Uh, so people that do that, props. I mean, I have friends that do that, that have won awards, and and I've seen how they live, and they don't live that great. If it's yeah. not be, and they're usually solo dudes. They don't have families because they can't. Yeah, hundred percent. And but they love what they do, and they do. It. And I would love to do that and expose all kinds of mm -hmm. things that I don't think people have exposure to, uh, from just you know cultural things to just little niche things that I, that I've seen in the world that, that, you know, people don't have, I always have like really cool stories. So that would be what I would do. Uh, people always think it's, it would be beer making, making more beer, but no, I love making beer and I love cooking. I love doing that. But documentary filmmaking would be the, the stuff, you know? Yeah. And that, that's interesting. You say, you say that cause, um, people love a good documentary. People yeah. love some some of my favorite things uh, to watch when I either want background music or background sound or something to just while you're doing stuff. You, you can have something you like looking over the documentaries, just learning how how it could be like on on a person, on a business, or how things work. You know, uh, I love watching all kinds of stuff like that. So, dude, it's let's some, do it. some, do it. sometimes you just come across the weirdest, and I'm talking weird, not not like weird, like oh my god, yeah, cannibalism or something, right? You know, but, it's like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, but it's like I remember, I remember I was a kid and I was watching some of these HBO documentaries, and they were doing them, they were kind of human rights yeah. oriented, but it was still tripping me out. I remember seeing one about um, camel jockeys. Hmm. And it was how they have camel races in Saudi Arabia and other some of the other uh, Middle Eastern Arabian countries. Yeah, and and maybe I shouldn't say Arabian. I don't know if that's a term, but you uh, know, like, like no, like the UAE Emirates, and Emirates. Uh, Emirates and and the Saudi Arabia. They're different. Mm -hmm. There's different countries, but it's not just Saudi Arabia. But it, they have camel races, and so they would have. These camels can go fast wow. and like, you know, and so they're following them in the Range Rover and they're betting on them. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's by <laughs> itself. You're like, sick. OK, what's wrong with this? There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Right. OK. Well, the thing is, they got to have a jockey. So they would hire, hire or buy like from Bangladesh, little kids that would be the jockey on it. And OK, in all fairness, they were buying the kid from Bangladesh from some family the kid was going to grow up super poor and his family got some money and gave him up into slavery wow. technically Technically, and so yeah. they're like living with these like rich uh you know arabian families and and they're housed they're like in the servants quarter and but they don't they're little and they don't want him to eat too much because it's like the weight factor yeah and i'm thinking dude you see these kids and like they're all like a bobblehead you know and they just put their helmet on 
grown onto the camel for dear life oh, and yeah. like you know bouncing and sometimes they fall and like you know I, that can't be good so the whole thing was like the abuse of the kids right and they're buying them and all that well you know years later pat i mean this this i remember this documentary like this is early 80s died like 82 or something like i remember it vividly and and i said wow that is so i mean I, if it was, it was in a document you think i ever would have learned about that it wouldn't yeah. be in a magazine or anything like you know, yeah um so nowadays they don't have that they don't have you know because of that documentary it took a, a long time by the way mm-hmm. but then they came up they said well do we really need a kid on the thing so somebody made like a robot but it's it's oh, like wow. it's like the most ghetto robot it's like if it was made <laughs> it's like if it was made by by people in my home country um and it was like a little thing with like two um drills like two uh cordless drills in like zip ties that go like this and so and they would they had a remote control on it so they could turn it up and it would just like whip the camel and it was about the same size and so they said hey why get these kids from bangladesh and like put people in indentured slavitude uh, yeah indentured servitude there you go. Uh, Big word. That's a hard one. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, and so they do. So hey, you know, some good came out of that. Uh, but yeah, who knew there was like camel races where rich people are like betting on? Yeah, there's always something. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's worse things. I mean, yeah. there's really bad things that yeah. we need to like keep showing people. But yeah. you know, now with the internet, I just don't know if uh, like documentaries. Like, how do you trust anything? Right. Because you go on YouTube and you can find a bazillion, like now anybody, right? Anybody, the documentary is anybody with one of these. Mm-hmm. Yep. So do you trust it? Do you not? I think that's why there's still a place for doc. I think even now, even in a cooler way, would be how to make social media documentaries. Mm. Like have trusted sources and say like, you're going to look into this in that city and we're all in the same country. So maybe we have the same issues. And then just I want you, I want your footage and, and then send the footage over and then have a curator that can validate the facts and so make mm. sure you're not. But and then have that kind of social media documentary where it's coming from a true source and not just like, oh, I saw that one on, on uh, WhatsApp, me la pasaron on WhatsApp, you know, and, <laughs> and then some guys like, you know, so it's like, yeah. it's like they're passing around, remaking something viral that's five years old and it was fake and it was mm-hmm. staged and you don't have that. And so now it's kind of dangerous. It's like, who do you trust? Like, sometimes you see it like, is that for real? Yeah. Like, oh, there's like bazillion UFO, you know, clips now. Everybody's got a freaking UFO clip. Just like, like the Las right. Vegas one, right? The, the most recent <laughs> Las Vegas one. where What, the one with the orb that's really there? <laughs> no, no. It, I, I think it was uh, somebody, I don't know. Where like, they crashed in their backyard. Was it the space no, no. It, it was the, the police cam one. Somebody had the police cam oh. there. And uh, they're like, "Hey guys, did you uh, do you guys see that? Like, uh, they're in a neighborhood patrolling, uh-huh. and the people are like, they look up, like, oh shit, what is that? And it landed in somebody's backyard. Um, it was fake. Uh, it was fake. Man. But I saw all these videos of yeah, the the alien. He's a reptilian. He's hiding behind the bushes and stuff. <laughs> like, but while it's fake, they just made like two million views, right? Yeah, yep. it's yeah. like we're just looking for fifty subscribers here. <laughs> Come on, fifty. Yeah. Come this on, is yeah. real. We're for real. Should we? Maybe he's an alien. Maybe he, we don't, don't know. know. We can check you for a zipper. Know. Yeah, you know exactly. if he's a pod. Men, men in black uh, style. Yeah. yeah, my dad called me an alien once. I felt offended. Did you put something <laughs> in the cereal? Uh, 
Damn. That's nothing the bananas and sugar. Where you're like, Dad, did you eat those mints that I left here? Oh, I know. <laughs> it was a whole different time up there. <laughs> <laughs> that is right, man. Well, uh, do you guys want to go ahead and take a quick five minute break? And then we'll get back in let's here. Let's do we'll, it and let's we'll get this. The, yeah. Let's get the good okay. stuff. Yeah, yes, I'm with sir. that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Louis, I mean, you good with that? Yeah, we'll keep proceeding with the avian talk and the, the yeah, yeah. viral stuff. I mean, it, we, you can't trust the internet unless you're kicking it with us. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're a reliable source. We are a reliable sure. source. Reliable. We only speak truth. And, and, sometimes, and sometimes, you, hey. sometimes you don't want to hear those truths. But, <laughs> you know, we will tell you. We will tell you what it is. But all right, man, I, do we have some sponsors to shout uh, out? I, I don't know about sponsors, but definitely a lot of shout outs. And of course, starting with Raul right here from Guadalupe. So hey, thank again, you, guys. man. This is the interview today, straight kicking it. And but like I said, we do got shout outs, man. So of course, shout out the Draft Sports Bar, best sports bar in Oceanside with presumably the best wings. Who knows? We still haven't had that that, <laughs> that battle yet. But check Tom, we need your wings for the battle. I need to be here. <laughs> yeah. But Tom, Tom came over and and he was like, let's let's do it. I'll put let's these wings up on anybody. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, we I'll be a judge. It. I'll be a judge. That'd be perfect. Yeah, shout out to uh, Street Knowledge as well. Shout out to Natalie's Fashion, who was tuning in earlier. Shout out to Callie Blunts, who was actually tuning in earlier as well. Uh, shout out to Urban Water, of course, supplying dehydration, not just in the city of Oceanside, but all throughout, man. So if you happen to see an Urban Water somewhere out there, make sure to grab it. Stay hydrated. 100%. Yeah, shout out to Old School Saturdays. Yep. Shout out to Full Metal Burgers. And shout out to y'all, man, for kicking in with us. We'll be right back with the second half. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. This is the Kiki Podcast. Big shout out to City Life. City Life. The first time, fuck you, listen to my, come take a ride Open the trunk, let the outpost bump through the night California road through the stop sign and keeping eyes And I'm back, back for the first time, fuck you, listen to my, come take a ride Open the trunk, let the outpost bump through the night California road through the stop sign and yeah. keeping eyes Yeah, hello, good morning, the regular barely afford to be your piss when I wake up It's so life is so fucking pointless, feel with annoyance Usage appointed, feel the rigor more it's the shortage, digital warnings, give a coordinates The brain goes in the morning, flip your portion, try to make a fortune Fuck her off, I'm trying to get my thoughts sorted, my life in order Fuck the government supporter, penny for your thoughts, I give you a quarter The conduct of disorder, disordered all over, the kamikaze We want time, top down me wrong, get bombed Seven times like Michael Bradley, the dumb I read the Bible and the Quran, and plenty of doubts I'm at one with myself, bring a piece to my mental We're working on my health, I hear the voices in my head When I lift the t- who knows? Heaven to hell. Oh, everyone don't get burned trying to make the funds. In this life, you only live once. It's cold, so go live in the rush. And I'm back, back for the first time. Fuck you, listen to my, come take a ride. Open the trunk, let the outpost bump through the night. California road through the stop sign and keep it nice. And I'm back, back for the first time. Fuck you, listen to my, come take a ride. Open the trunk, let the outpost bump through the night. California road through the stop sign to keep it nice And I'm back, back for the first time Fuck you, listen to rhymes that could just ease your mind Through the night and day in a merciless maze Of telepathic tragic can't resist the 
old lay just the same. Got to play the break, a time and then come and take find a contain. Whatever can be done, the thoughts just outrun everyone on the concept. Just chalk it, design it, fuck it. Logical not to stop it. The sonics reclining while driving, cruising late and I will beg an homage. We then gain the knowledge. If you coming at me with some bullshit, you can stop it. Just a thought, you should process. Open the blinds to teach the cautious. Just be cautious, how the brain reacts. Emotionally detached from everything. If you trying to stop me from getting cash, get the fuck up out my way. Yeah, yeah, let it ride out. Yeah, yeah, let it ride out. Let the Alpines bump through about the night. Come take a ride. Yeah, 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 come take a ride. Come take a ride. Yeah, what? Let the Alpines bump through about the night. California roll through the stop sign to keep it nice. Let the Alpines bump through about the night. California roll through the stop sign to keep it nice. Yeah, 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 what?
North County. We're here. The living dead. Outside lands. Yeah. Two words, San Diego, we able to eat at the same table Yesterday's fable, it's today's reality Welcome to what I call the hip-hop academy of cool, calm, calamity Two words, hip-hop, no chain, wristwatch, no range Marijuana, cocaine, website, domains Anonymous, no name, no face, just brain Learn to play the fucking game I'm saying two words, old side length is Hence gon' live for the moment Step out with the homies, it's a takeover SD makeover, no layover. We already here. Two words, gun control, don't patrol no more. I defend my own and everybody I know. Streets stay hot, try me not. Raising this game so everybody moves. Two words, drug use, L chopper, old news. But the drugs are still used. Malabuse, you lose. It's an epidemic. Methamphetamines, grandmama's boping it. Whole, whole world smoking things. Two words, North County, Oceanside, I'm alive. Hip-hop till I die Write rhymes every night Sopsis gon' bring the light Lightweight, mail of light Yes, I'm down to fight Bout to soar like a kite
Only friend, I done had foes, and then came and went. I done had hoes, ain't no thing is ten. Not scared to go, scared not to live. So I'm facing them, dealing with my demons, and it's one on one. They know why I'm weakest, but I never run. Heart is on my sleeve, wear it like a gun. Even if I leave, I know where I'm from. Doing good will make your heart hurt. I turn my crazy into artwork. Sometimes I go backwards, but I still light it up. I'm smoking evergreen, sipping Tennessee from my energy. I know what I do to find my inner peace with my enemies staring back at me. I'm saying fuck you too. Dealing with my demons and it's one on one. They know why I'm weakest, but I never run. Heart is on my sleeve, wear it like a gun. Even if I leave, I know where I'm from. Talking to my demons daily They my friends, does that make me crazy? I'm just jogging, I ain't in the race You gon' hate me if you have to chase me That is not a lie Some bring out the Michael in me, that's another guy I like to face the evil just to look it in the eye And turn off all the lights to show the darkness I'm alive On the long road, shadows only friend I done had foes, and then came and went I done had hoes, ain't no thing is ten Not scared to go, scared not to live So I'm facing them Dealing with my demons and it's one on one They know why I'm weakest but I never run Heart is on my sleeve, wear it like a gun Even if I leave, I know where I'm from Dealing with my demons and it's one on one They know why I'm weakest but I never run Heart is on my sleeve, wear it like a gun even if I leave, I know where I'm from. Yep, just like that. We are back from break, guys. Thank you, everybody, for holding on through the messages. We are still here. We're Raul from Guadalupe Brewery. So we're still kicking it for the rest of the night, man. Yeah. Yeah, so where, where do we leave off? We left off with, like, the internet and then, like, a couple of documentaries. And then yeah. um, how people fake stuff. Yeah. And, and a whole lot of alien stuff. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah. I mean, uh, he's like, I don't know what to believe anymore. It's like, I mean, do I believe we got aliens around us? Like one of us is an alien? No, but I mean, to me, it seems like there's got to be something out there. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, why they're not hanging out with us? I don't know. They're missing out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, imagine having a beer with an alien. You know, that'd be sick. That'd be uh, Imagine their kind of beer. <laughs> Maybe they got better beer that I don't know about. Rogue know, gets like, a new, uh, a, a new, some more yeah. new ingredients and Make stuff. Make a beer with an alien. Yeah, that'd be crazy. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'll be there, but I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a techie, so mm-hmm. I would love to see any high tech stuff. And yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. You just push a button, tell it, tell it what you want in the beer, and it just comes out. Hey, yeah. easy money. I mean, I watch all kinds of like space shows i like good yeah good shows there yeah like there's got to be something out there because there's so many galaxies there's so many they keep 100%. finding new stuff so there's got to be something out there there's probably a raul instead of making beer he's making whiskeys yeah you're thinking about you like know? all these i i think species. they don't want to hang out with us you know they know yeah. we're here but they're like, i want to hang out with those guys yeah you know, so yeah. yeah we're not cool enough my my favorite we're part cool my favorite part speaking of like uh of broadcasting and music and stuff like that um the sound waves you know, these are real sound waves that's going out into the universe. 
and those never stop traveling. They never stop traveling. So one podcast when you guys started this podcast here, that's that sound wave is traveling the universe right now and just hitting different galaxies and it's never gonna stop. So it's probably somebody randomly in a different galaxy, like what the fuck is this? Yeah. No, it, it, it will <laughs> stop, Lens, because the the universe actually does have an end. Does it have an end? Yes. But then that's when you go into like the multi-universe shit, you know, because then there's multiple different parallels and outcomes. So I mean there is an end to like what we perceive as the mm. universe, but then there's multiple universes. Mm. Interesting. I, I've been I've been liking the um like the Marvel movies, how they've been incorporating the multiverses and stuff. And talk That's about that. You got to bring up parallel universes. Yeah, parallel universes. Um, who it's knows? A, it's a different type of time travel. Yeah. You know, it's like multiple or single. Like, can mm-hmm. you go back and like just kill it like butterfly effect? Yeah. Butterfly flit. It was I don't think such so. a trip. I, I, I think it's a good theory that we could go <clears throat> theoretically back in time and try to alternate our future outcome, but it, it, it doesn't happen. Just like future trunks in Dragon Ball Z, like you never go back into your own timeline. Yep. Mm. Well, now we got Dragon Ball Z. We yeah. got anime. These guys are <laughs> yeah. big anime. Oh, stuff, no. Man. You see the Dragon Ball oh, Z no. right there thing? Oh, I didn't see it, but now I did. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. it's going. It's going. Yeah. That, that, one. that was just an example. Yeah. Like, uh, what about. Um, what are the what do they call those? The uh, Mandela effect? Oh, like the Monopoly guy. I see where oh, you're okay. going. Okay. Right. So, like, uh, say McDonald's is logo, right? Yeah. But in a in a somehow some way, like uh, I don't know. What's what's one that that's a uh, what do you mean? Like a Bizarro world? Like yeah. in Superman? Like the Bizarro world? Everything's backwards or mm-hmm. upside down? Yeah. Kinda, or like I, the, I think what he means is the like, Ford logo. Yeah, like the the Mandela effect is like. Uh, something that has been changed slowly over time and then you kind of rethink the way that that product is like for example when i brought up the monopoly guy uh they said that he used to have a monocle yeah uh, when he first uh-huh. came out and now over the years they they changed him up so uh slowly that now his monocle is gone and people can't seem to remember if he did have a monocle or not because they don't have the photographic well he got lasik Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's it's like we all, I've heard right that's there. why you got LASIK, you know. It's a yeah, I, I know my mom said when she got LASIK, you know, it was like the best, you know, five, ten grand or whatever she spent. She's like, I don't have to wear glasses, yeah. She hasn't worn glasses for like 20 years, she's been the happiest. Wow, ever. I, I always yeah. thought about getting LASIK, but then I, then I wouldn't be old side lens, you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be uh, you'd be <laughs> old side intraocular lens, yeah, exactly. You know? that's worth it that's worth it you get the laugh through the wall yeah on on that one man uh let's Let's go ahead and yeah let's let's crack some things right right, here there we go there we go shout out to everybody still tuned in right here man it's monday monday night subscribe hit subscribe yeah hit subscribe man follow us before the week's over we're gonna get 50 hey let's go let's come on let's get and you know shout shout out to summer at Guadalupe brewery because summer's um, my girl she's been putting the the podcast on one of the tv screens oh Oh, yeah yeah. shout out summer yeah summer's a dope person so maybe uh maybe uh for future sponsorship stuff maybe Guadalupe can have a, a tv designated for uh for the podcast just running 
all we all could the do time, that you know? i you, maybe if you come over and tell me what yeah. link or send me the link yeah yeah i know which one I'm we'll, we'll figure you, it but, out we'll figure it out but we can put out i mean yeah. we've had you guys podcast there yeah live, yeah, so. yeah. Um, I think once it. we get once we get the um, the video stuff in place and the sound system, I mean the sound system is already there. Yeah, but you guys should come and do one at least a couple times a year, and but you know with with a musical act, so you guys can yeah. be podcasting. Mm-hmm. Then Lens can just like you know, and then he busts out into like yeah. a song. That'd be sick. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Definitely, man. And we've we've tried different things. You know, we've definitely tried different things when we do podcasting. Um, and musical acts is always one that's just so natural to us to to bring on and uh it works it works but let's do it like this is going to be in a parallel universe like this is going to be um, a parallel universe what i'm saying is like you're going to do it there but it's not going to be like your regular like oh now here we got outside land right it's going to be like michael gabriel walks through the door and it's like what the hell dude you left this this and what are you talking and then you guys get into a battle hey. boom we go, we that's pick right. up the handheld, and now you're rapping. Wow. That's what there we need go. something like there that. Somebody's like standing on top of the bar. Like, <laughs> well, we got a we got a drone coming in. Damn. Yeah, you do have the garage door right there, too. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, the we did it. Week. We did it at one of the big city life mm-hmm. uh or one of the uh, cruises. Yeah. Somebody I thought it was a friend of yours, um, that did drone footage. Yeah. And yeah. he flew they, the thing. They, they flew it through inside. from the back door in through and then out the garage door and then back yeah it was sick yeah definitely shout out shout out to all the videographers out there shout out shout uh, out. it's 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 the culture man um uh, all this stuff doesn't doesn't get to where it is without it being documented so this beer is tasting right now super yeah. good not yeah. not just because i made it but right <laughs> it's, it's not no i mean seriously it's not it is, it, it's it's the right weather mm-hmm. it's not super cold but the coconut's really nice yeah, it, refreshing. It it tastes uh, different than the first one, uh, slightly. What do you mean? Like, you haven't oh, had the, the first one. one. Oh wait, we just changed up. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah, that's yeah, why it tastes different. Beer. You haven't, dude. I this is the, this is the coconut. Oh, we were drinking a vanilla. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. sometimes people. See, and I'm mix not a those. big vanilla guy. I'm not a big vanilla guy. My favorite beer at Guadalupe Brewery is the Hook. The Hook. Oh, he likes hooks. IPA. Yeah, that's my guy. But um, vanilla people love it, and. Oh. The coconut, the people coconut love it, people man. love it. Yeah, you, I've, I've yeah. had people come in to the brewery and, and they look in the fridge. It's like, hey man, when is he gonna have the coconut? I'm gonna leave my number right here. You call me, I'll pick up a whole bunch of cans. You know, you yeah, know, that's the pe- best. People like they, some don't drink any beer and they just want that one. And we'll have couples come in like for a growler, and they come in right after work, get a growler of that, then they go and see the sunset like mm-hmm. every other night, and they're like. Rudy or somebody will be like, oh yeah, they see the person parking. They're like, okay, he's getting then ready, get ready, yeah. getting ready for Elba, for uh, Coco Blonde. Yeah. yeah, you know, I could see why Michael Gabriel likes this beer so much. Yeah, yeah. it's it's super it's smooth, tasty. it's smooth, tasty. Like, yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, like that that Mexican like treats, dude. They have like the las cocadas, yeah, those, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the like, coconut like, macaroons, yeah. coconut yeah. macaroons. I think that would be in English. I don't know, yeah. cocadas in Spanish, but. My my buddy, so I went to uh, I went to high school with uh, with some of these. Guys, their last name is Juarez, mm-hmm. and their family, their dad and their uncle, uh, they were the founders of Senor Fox. Oh, nice! So uh, super nice folks. Everybody, you know, I mean, we're friends still to this day. And my buddy Alex, he went to uh, one of the best art schools 
in the country, if not the world, RISD. So Art Center Pasadena is one of the best art schools, which is here on the West Coast mm-hmm. in Pasadena. And then RISD, which is uh, Rhode Island Institute of, um, no, Rhode Island Institute, something design, RISD, mm-hmm. so School of Design, mm-hmm. Rhode Island School of Design. Um, and so it's a badass school, and he's a graphic designer. Went to high school together. Uh, I didn't know he was going to RISD. He, he finished RISD. And when, when I was living in New York, somehow my buddy goes like, hey, have you said hi to Alex? I'm like, what do you mean? He's living in Manhattan. I'm like, oh, shoot. And it's like, we hook up and then we reconnected. And then uh, when I moved to San Diego, like two years later, he moved to San Diego. And I'm like, bro, wow. I need, and he's a designer and he does this on the side because he, he runs a business and stuff nowadays, but he designed all these things. So they're kind of like Mexican, you know, this is beer that's made by Mexicans mm-hmm. and the labels are also made by Mexicans. That's right. And so my buddy is uh, from Mazatlan. And so all the background on the, on these labels, I don't know if you see El Bainillo and mm-hmm. other ones, this is like an old abuelita, you know, mercado bag yeah. design. You know, the, the little plastic oh, yeah. bags that you take, I, I that kind of design, that kind of two-tone, mm-hmm. except these are kind of brown or orange, so you don't see them. The other ones are more vibrant. And then he took a little, I said, I want a, I want a dude, like if it was the castaway guy, the ball, but instead of a ball of coconut, but put a blonde wig on him. Mm. And so it's a coconut <laughs> with a, he did, he's, I made a surfer dude, coconut with a blonde wig on it. And, uh, and he just does some cool stuff. The pata salada has the coolest label. I haven't launched it yet, the label, but the label's coming out. It's gonna be sick. Nice. And it's like we went off script. We didn't go like traditional like boots, something mm-hmm. like that. Um and we did he made because pata salada, I don't know if you guys know, but it means in English salty foot. Mm-hmm. But in, in Mazatlan, that's what people are called patasaladas like mm. people from mazatlan are patasaladas people from culiacan are culichis right people from you know yeah guadalajara, uh, guadalajara or, Jalisquillos City, yeah. or whatever uh you know they, they, they kind of have different names mm-hmm. so patasalada is the name of the beer and it's just a lager kind of uh a really light pacifico i wouldn't call it a pacifico Pacific's a little bit different a little more intense uh but the label it's just got a lot of little characters. Like, you guys ever read uh, Mad Magazine when you were kids? Not really. No. Kind of died. I, I actually used to watch the show when it was on. TV. Oh, Mad TV. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm so old, bro. When I was little in the 70s and 80s, you read Mad Magazine. 70s, mm-hmm. right? No, 80s. Yeah. 80s, I was, you know, going into high school. But uh, Mad Magazine used to have, and the Mad, the Mad, even the books, they used to have this illustrator who's famous Sergio Aragones and uh, in between the pages like in little parts mm-hmm. there would be little caricatures mm. like little things like a dude hanging on a ladder or a, little, a full little, you could look it up and, and it'd be like a full little comic strip but in between so it was never the same like you'd be reading the magazine and they're like oh there's like an easter egg kind of deal wow. not not hidden in the stuff but like on the, on the side in the, the blank the, space yeah and then he even had his own books. And that guy said here Aragones, you know, so it's it's like the label is like a whole thing of things that you would have in Mazatlan, like yeah. a guy playing a tambora, a shrimp, uh, a monument, a los monos bichis, mm-hmm. and Mazatlán, and all kinds of little things all put together, this huge collage that kind of blends in to these colors, and it just says pata salada on it. And so it's kind of cool. It's, it's different. You know, different from the regular kind of label we normally do. So yeah. we'll see. I like it. I like it a lot. There you go. 
I love it, man. Shout out to everybody still watching right here. We got Raul from Guadalupe Brewery here. And uh looks like we're getting cracking right here. Ooh, the yeah, the reason we're gonna crack it is is uh don't pound that yet. Yeah, here's why I'm saying it. I don't know if you can uh well, it's kind of two things. Well, do we is it like we... wine where you have to air it out? No, oh, well, this is a two year, so it 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 it, it, it should not be mixed. Mm. But I wanted you to maybe drink everything you got there and then right after you're done drinking it i'll give you like a sip of this to kind of rinse it mm. and you'll get like this with a little coconut and it'll be like mm. a coconut stout nice Ooh, I, like I don't want to mix it but i just right. want you to get the, because right this thing is going to be really intense so that'll that'll give you like that coconut stout. it'll be kind of soft yeah it won't be so intense then when we have this by itself you're going to enjoy it. And this is actually better warm because all the flavors of the barrel, it's been there for two years. We put a, took a handful of vanilla beans like this, pushed it into the bunghole yeah. and let it sit for another year. So at year uh, one, we took one of the barrels, a couple of the barrels, bottled up. And then we left the other barrels for year two, for another year, but we put vanilla beans in it. So it's very whiskey intense, vanilla, 14.5%. If you want to think like, this beer is only like five and a half percent. This is fourteen and a half percent. It's almost three times the alcohol. Yeah. Would it be Beautiful. kind of close to like barley wine almost? Yeah, yeah. Barley wines are normally twelve plus. So they can go fifteen, sixteen. We make a wheat wine that's seventeen percent alcohol. And that wow. one drinks like a cocktail. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Is that the uh well that's this one's necessary or not? Which one is that one? That one I've never released. I've only, it's only been a for homies only. Yeah, I think I've. Uh, it's uh, it, it's actually called uh, my grandmother's old fashioned because my grandmother used to like old fashioned cocktails. Mm -hmm. And when I was a kid, I was the bartender of the family. Like at six, I learned how to make all the drinks for everybody. So when they were playing bridge, well, they didn't play bridge. Canasta. They played mm -hmm. canasta in my family. Canasta or any card game. They'd be like, I will make a drink for this lady and make a drink for, you know, and then or for the uncles, you know, like rum and cokes, whatever they want. I was like bartender. Yeah. So my grandmother would drink uh, old fashioned, which is like you just muddle some sugar with some bitters and then you just muddle it up. <clears throat> then you pour like a couple shots of whiskey mm -hmm. and um, and then you do uh, like uh, uh, mineral water and the uh a cherry on top and the you know ice cubes so it's like the classic cocktail. So it's kind of whiskey sweet maraschino cherry bitters uh and that's kind of what the brma tastes like we'll have to have that one day well, yeah yeah that'd be another, that'd be nice. maybe when tom brings the the wings and i'm a judge or yeah something. yeah, yeah. yeah. come go. on tom give me those wings that's right hey but don't forget man go check out guadalupe brewery out in the city of vista for the tap room every single day within they're open yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What day? What days are you guys closed right now? We are closed right now on Mondays only. Uh, sometimes Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, the best thing is to just go to Google Maps. Like Google Maps, we swear by Google Maps hours because you can change them immediately. Like something happens, there's an emergency. Like you know, uh, beer tender's got to go to the hospital, and we can't cover something. Mm -hmm. We were having cold. We could, we'll just go on Google Maps immediately and like change it. Like, oh, no, no, not open today yeah. or this. Like, it's instant. Other services, their websites or stuff, especially on those type of systems, they take a while or they got to get approved. Like, Apple Maps used to like, 
it's waiting for approval. It's like, okay, bro, but we're close. So I need to change this. Yeah. You got the wrong hours. Uh, but I don't think they do that anymore. They used to. It was a pain in the butt or yeah. Yelp. So the only one we trust is Google Maps. You go there. Uh, it's always accurate. Even though sometimes Google, it'll be like, well, today's Martin Luther King Day. They might not be open. It's like, well, who said? Why might? Why are you thinking? Just because it's a holiday? <laughs> Just because it's a holiday? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like if I said we're open, we're gonna be open. But they, you know, so don't assume. Just if we're telling you that, we keep that. We're religious about it. You know, we want to make sure our clients know, uh, and and that is a trusted source, uh, at least of ours. There you go. Google Just Maps, like Kick It Labs, you know? How do we yes, know we're man. on? Yeah. Exactly. Well, you got it. One, you got to subscribe. Hit the yeah. damn button. Hit the damn button, man. Hit the damn button. We need you. You'll be on the ground floor if yeah. you're in the fir- the last 50. That's right. Oh, yeah. You'll yeah, be right. in there. Speaking about the ground floor, we do have some comments going in Let's through go. the Facebook, through the YouTube, and I, I'm pretty sure through IG, too, for everybody mm-hmm. who's tuning on on IG. Hey, much appreciated. All right. What we got, Louis? Valeria. She said the fourth kind is freaky AF. Oh, that's a good movie. The fourth kind. It's yeah. Movie. That's a good yeah. movie. I will say don't watch that 65 movie with um uh, the guy that was in um Star Wars. Oh. That was 65 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> like it was really bad. It was <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, it's just like um the movie I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. That's it's basically as bad as that but uh on the worst level but but with a white guy it works yeah. <laughs> i mean it's like it's it's bad it's like don't seriously like you'll be disappointed and if you're not disappointed i am me and tell me what i missed because it was not good and i'm a huge movie buff i love movies and i go. think every movie has a redeeming quality i really right. think because there's so many people involved in making a movie it's like how could you guys make something so you must have thought it was good somehow yeah uh, but then, man, late, especially lately, dude, I think 100%. I felt the same. I way. see some good actors lately in some crappy movies, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think it's like there's just so much content money out there, and they're like, Oh, yeah, I'll do that. I gotta yeah. keep working. As, as long as the, and the, it's like the before they wouldn't take crappy movies, you know, yeah. And now it's like, it's like before, you know, if you're a really good actor, you wouldn't ever do a commercial in the States, mm-hmm. right? Now it's like, no, nah, just give me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Is there busting in. out of Nicolas Cage? I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> hey, Nick, yeah, Nicolas Nick Cage, that's, he did that well. <laughs> Nick Cage has bills to pay, you yeah. know? Uh, but, you know, okay, in all fairness to Nick Cage, you know what you're getting. Yeah. If he's in a movie and it's going to be campy and he's going to be a campy actor, you know you're getting that. Yeah. You know, but you can't like you can't have like Robert De Niro mm-hmm. in some movie that's like really crappy like that. Just change like normally if I would have said, oh, De Niro's in it. Oh, I'm watching it. I'm going to watch it. I don't even don't tell me even what it's about. I'm going to watch it because I know I like the dude. Yeah. But nowadays I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it, but I'll st- I still will because I'm an idiot because I just like I said, I believe every movie has some redeeming quality. But lately there's just a lot of bad content. Yeah. And it's very watered down now. Like, yeah, it's watered down. It's simplistic. It's so predictable. You're watching it and you're like, man, yeah, what a waste. Like, you guys could have gone this direction, that direction. Uh, and you know, but every now and then, I, I think I really feel that the movies I think are really bad quality. I think there's better series out there than mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. There's not that doesn't mean all series are good, right? There's some really crappy ones, yeah. But what I'm saying is. There's just think of it this way. 
how many movies right now would you go and pay 20 bucks to see and and let's not say 20 bucks let's say 40 bucks because if you do popcorn sodas candy bar and the movie it's 40 bucks mm-hmm. at, le- at least yeah, you didn't person. you didn't drink beer you didn't go to yeah. Sinopolis and have a 12 dollar <laughs> modern times yeah. which i've done yeah that's fine yeah but you you know so you 40 50 bucks what movie are you gonna go watch yeah. i mean you yeah, definitely I'm, not movie 65 dude do not say you, know, <laughs> you would you would you would back, right? main message. yeah valeria sorry yeah yeah no. and that 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 goes to her comment she said have you seen the movie 65 yeah <laughs> yeah we, 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 we just, yeah but yeah. i mean you know like uh what did they have lately they had the flash they had the barbie movie where people people are raving about they said yeah. that one's good uh they got um Man, they, indiana jones there was so much pink in that movie that there was a pink shortage in the world man yeah that is crazy that's great there's a pink paint shortage yeah so I think they just like a pink they, they, they probably yeah, yeah. fabricated that and it, it, just it, to promote the movie or something. But I, I would who think knows, so, man. bro. I mean, all it takes is just white and red. You can't go out of red. That's that's a primary color. I don't make yeah. colors, man. I don't know. Maybe it's that specific pink. Yeah, well, maybe. You know, there's like a there's a a color and and there's a Mexican color, a Mexican pink. It's called Rosa Mexicano. Mm-hmm. It's a, and it's that like. You know what I'm talking about. It's like yeah, neon, kind of bright ass pink, yeah. traditional to Mexico. That's you think like some of that right there from that that thing right there. Um, no, no. Really. maybe yeah, like in these. Yeah, it's like kind of the, in the, the middle. Bottom, it's yeah. kind of in the middle. You know, it's like a if you saw like a Frida Kahlo or a traditional like mm-hmm. Oaxacan or right. Southern. You know, they have the different dresses and some of the, when they got pink, that is straight up Rosa Mexicano. There it is. You know? There it is. I mean, there's houses painted with that color. It's hardcore. We don't mess around in Mexico. Vic, you want to take this go. comment right here? Yeah, dude. I was actually reading it from Valeria, and it's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's quite an interesting one, dude. So, I, all right. So, I'm just gonna go ahead and read it. It says, uh, "The other night, I had a dream. A bird was trying to fly away with my son. As long as it wasn't an owl, all good." Hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know yeah, what to make of that, but I, I'm wondering yeah. is, because if it was an owl, he was going to go to Hogwarts or what? I mean, uh, why it, why it, the owl thing? Like superstitions? Uh, uh, yeah, oh, but, maybe the owl. But I would think owls are nice. No, hard, I don't know. Uh, what, growing up, uh, you know, there was a superstition out there where it's like if you see like just like the black cat thing, you know, you don't want to see a black cat. You don't want to see a white owl, all white owl. Well, I mean, there is there is a saying in in Mexico. We say that you know, cuando el tecolote canta, mm. el indio muere. Mm. When when the tecolote, tecolote is uh, Nahuatl, you know, Mexican for for owl. Yeah. Uh, when the owl sings, the Indian dies. So yeah, that's. But he's not singing. He's taking the kid away. So maybe he's <laughs> taking him out. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want my kid being taken away by anything, right? right? 100%. But I'm just thinking, you know. There you go. Well, why an owl? Like, I think like a crow, like you know, or something like that. But that's hey. probably what she was relating it to, like how you said yeah. about the the tecolote. Because I've I've heard that like if an owl like stands above your home and starts singing, that means that someone's gonna you know pass pretty soon. Mm, oh, yep. interesting. Yeah, I think I, you know the owl thing. I mean, it is in Mexican culture, but I don't. Except for that saying, I don't really remember a lot of stuff. But I, I usually think the Alan most cultures is 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 a cool guy. You know, like yeah. he's. I think in like Scottish and Celtic stuff, he's like a, you know, a keeper like a, of the. Yeah, he's a he's like a, like like, a god or something. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. I always think yeah. like the Raven or the those guys are the, 
yeah kinda, they're super smart birds and they're not that yeah uh, that nice yeah that's crazy, picking at your they, eyes. that's crazy how they 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 remember stuff like they're they're oh there's a gang of them out here in front of the yeah. studio bro they meet up once a month yeah like yeah. i see them all the time bro like yeah they, they bring the whole city. They're like, yo, what did you see on the east side of Oceanside? Oh, what's going on? The, I think the they south? I think oh. they had their meeting today because I saw uh, like that. Like, I, I saw, murder I, I saw like at least a hundred crows. Out we there. now know. She just said that the owl is in the fourth kind. See, I have not seen oh, that movie. That's so right. now that's right. I am going to just because of you her. You seen it? No, I, I, I. Is it a scary movie or is it an uh, alien it's movie? It, it, it's yeah. like a suspense it's documentary is it, style. Is it on a streaming service or is it out there? Just talk. Talk to your oh, control. It's, it's everywhere now. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Your control and, oh, and it'll show. It'll tell you everywhere. It's I'll find at. it. I'll yeah, find yeah. it. I'll find the fourth it. kind. I mean, I watched it. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was a good movie. But um, supposedly because they have actual real footage of of what happened and stuff like oh. they, it's like a, it's not a documentary. But what do you what do you call those things that um mockumentary like, maybe? Like, like they have like real time footage and it's mm. like um they're they're showing you what happened. Yeah. In the movie style, I don't know, I don't know, but check it out. There's a word for that. There's a word for that, but I'm so tired, so I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go watch it. I'm gonna go watch it. Fourth kind. All right, we got that. What other comments we got? I I see we got like two more over here. All right, so we got Luis Marducano saying, "Is Guadalupe ever going to have small food items to be snacked on?" That is a really good question. So there we go. We got a couple things. One, uh, we normally got chips there, which, you know, they're just bag of chips, mm-hmm. you know, torritos and like, um, you know, different chips, the usually spicy. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Dinamita and tapatio chips and all mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, that's not a small. Besides that, we usually have like bags of Los Reyes chips and salsas and guacamole. But one of the things is two doors down, we now have Birreria Mendes. And so because they're open six days a week and they're long they're going to be open seven days a week now or maybe they're going to switch from monday to he, he uh, yeah just made i think he's going today he's closing mondays now. yeah so he's going to close mondays be open on sundays you can just buy all kinds of food there and even small bits so you could say like hey he sells like these crazy nachos mi vida loca mm. so you can get some nachos you can get uh we might be selling some of his salsas and chips uh, we're in talks about that he wants to do it in some of his uh birria mendes walk very nice um so you'll be able to get small food items uh or his egg rolls like i said the yeah. egg rolls are the bomb fantastic so those are the things we're trying to support him and and not and have the freshest possible stuff but small food items like snacky chips and all that we will keep on having those we used to do more stuff. I think we used to do empanadas and stuff. One of the things we're going to start doing now is we're going to have, besides having Mendes there all the time, we're going to have every now and then, like every couple of weeks, try to get like a, a different food truck, something that's really not traditional. Like mm-hmm. we always had, you know, tacos or something, something that doesn't, that plays with Mendes, but is not competing or the same thing. Right. Like there's no point in getting a taco truck. Yeah. Uh, unless it's like, oh, we're doing, korean style tacos or something yeah. really you know yeah. so the idea will be like we've had people that make pambasos or uh, mexico city style quesadillas or um we had a lady that has a truck that does uh nayarit style seafood so she Ooh. makes like this type of shrimp ceviche that's different like how they make it in nayarit and all kinds of stuff yeah. so we're trying to support that and 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 then unusual stuff you know like other fusion stuff and you know one of my favorite 
favorite times. Um, it was very, very early when I started learning about you guys. Uh, you guys would make pizzas. Yeah, during Dude, the pandemia, we couldn't open if we didn't have food. So we had to make our own pizzas and we made our own empanadas too. Well, we were, we buy this Argentinian empanada. We buy these Argentinian empanadas and we heat them up because we have, um, this is just for your rinse. Yes, okay. You, you'll get more. Just rinse it off this way so you get a little bit of coconut stout. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't think I heard you on that one. <laughs> no, he, he did it. He done it right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, but, it's but yeah, that that was that was uh some of my favorite because you guys got down on some pizzas, man. Yeah, dude. Oh. And and then you guys, I'm also sure you still got down had... on pizzas too. Actually, <laughs> haven't haven't. Well, I mean, I eat them. I eat them. But... That's all I'm saying. You 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 <laughs> oh, ate them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pizza. No, no. Pizza's the, my favorite um, food. It is. I mean, yeah. it's who doesn't like a good pizza? Yeah. That's why it's tough being like when I lived in New York. I mean, even the crappiest pizza was good. Yeah. Um. You, they, can't, you can't go wrong in new york where i lived down the street from my apartment there was a place and there was two pizza places next to each other and the doors were literally a foot apart that's funny <laughs> and, it, and i always went like what the hell and they would have a large pizza for like eight bucks dude, wow. of new york pie and i was like what's wrong with this so one day i go obviously at a buddy of mine who's like my cousin but you know he's like mexican primos you know we're, yeah. like, we're all cousins yeah and and i he live he's from that area this is actually in new jersey uh, in hoboken and i go bro what's up with that place like who opens up a pizza place next to he's like well here's this it was one place mm. and the dad died and he gave the brothers the thing and they didn't want to c- c- partake so they said screw you so they <laughs> cut the business in half and they both have a pizza place and they just have the doors like literally right and like you go steps and there's two pizza places it's, just, it's the weirdest but stupid but i don't know it's yeah hey but you never and, know and like, their pizza's both about the same so i'm like well i'm gonna go this one one day this one then it's I think so it, weird i think it goes down to like which one's more packed this one's packed they got a line but this one you yeah. get your pizza right now yeah right now so i i don't know but it's just the weirdest thing yeah you you know new york you can't and and the thing about pizza places in new york and stuff some of those places look like a hellhole bro Mm -hmm. you can go into some places that you're like i don't know how this is passing the health code yeah because like the linoleum is not like all there and stuff but their pizza's bomb yeah i know and that that's the thing um with places i never try to judge what everything looks as long like. as it's clean yeah yeah, yeah. you have to be you know <laughs> yeah, you know well if you're busy you know you're busy and she's like god damn but try to keep up with the whole like cleanliness of things i don't want to see pizza rat hanging out yeah no <laughs> oh, oh this pizza is so good pizza rat likes it you know, yeah like, pizza oh. rat. <laughs> new york has a big problem right with rats right now oh no new york what it's are you always talking about always no but see rats in new york like it, it's okay dude i mean in the subway, when you're in the subway and you're like waiting for the 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 train to come, you see a. I mean, you don't see like twenty rats hanging out right. of it, but you might see one, and they're hard to see because they're covered in like this dust from the train. So like they kind of meld in because they're all covered in dust. But you see one, you're like, oh, he's in the subway. It's okay. I'm not going down there. It's, yeah, stay there. The thing is, people understand. If you lived in New York or you've been there, they don't have trash bins, mm. so. 
people because trash bins take up too much space so there's no trash bins for the trash so trash has to be put you just put it in a black plastic bag and it has they do require them to be they're supposed to be like of a certain quality mm -hmm. but they just get mounted on the street on the corner so when it's trash day after a certain hour you can so imagine it's this hot it's actually hotter near mm -hmm. and they got that food there and it just starts boom and so the rats it's like to them it's like they're like oh today's tuesday i'm gonna go to the corner of uh 8th and 52nd <laughs> and it's uh, i got a buffet there you know oh yeah. they're kosher so it's gonna be some corned beef and some rye and it's like and and it's like you know it's heaven for them and they just pop out at night they don't disturb anybody they just burrow into the plastic chomp through it and they get their buffet and they go right back into the sewer drains um but yeah. the thing is if it gets too much and they start going out to houses then that's when you got to control them you're yeah. not going to control them there unless you pick up the trash faster yeah and they already know but to me keep them in the sewer you're good yeah uh i, I live there from 98 to 2003 and i love new york city i mean it's 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 a great place to live great place to really see all kinds of stuff that you know different cultures mm -hmm. you know super nice people super nice people people always say that like oh new yorkers are rough or they're it's like no they're just to the point they don't want to waste time it's like oh you want this but you know and and i think it's it's so weird like you could be walking around there a little lost somewhere and they're like hey you need help son like but they're just to the mm -hmm. point and you say yeah or no you need help? what do you need you know it's like but they're gonna be like hey you know no it's yeah. like boom it's like yeah, I, i've no had small talk I was, you know, heading home and uh, one day and one guy in a suit, he's like, he goes, hey, you, you like basketball? I'm like, yeah, I like, you know, I like, I like the, you know, basketball. He's like, well, I got two tickets to the Knicks. You want them? I'm like, for free? He's like, yeah, I can't go. Here, have them. The guy gave wow. me two tickets to the Knicks. I've never been wow. to Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So I, I, I'm like, I'm calling my, my cousin. I'm like, hey, you want to go to the Knicks tonight? I got two tickets. He's like, for sure? He's like, yeah. So we went. They're for real. They weren't like counterfeit wow. or anything. I mean, he was just, he wasn't selling to me. The guy, we like realized he had him. He, he's like, I can't go. And I heard him talking to his buddies. Dude, I can't go. He's like, you know, and he just offered him to me right there. I'm like, I'll take it. Sick. That's right. Yeah, that's a couple right that's there. Sick. So, Damn. Well, spe speaking of New York and, and seeing things, you actually have an interesting story um, about 9-11. Uh, oh, well, yeah. I mean, interesting. Not the best, but yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I lived so. What do you think of the beer first? It's fantastic. I think it's great. I this mean, is this is two years in the making, so it's kind of rough to yeah you can to say anything bad years. about it. But um, and you know you don't make a lot of these, but this mm -hmm. is really really enjoyable. Drinking something special right here, Nuestra Señora. So nine eleven, you know, um, I lived on the New Jersey on, on a in a town called Jersey City, and it's like right next to Hoboken. And the nice thing about living there was that there was this brand new building. We got married in 2000, Lisa and I. And I found this place and it was brand new building. Nobody had ever lived in it. So I, I, I got a lease on it before it was finished. And it was going to be finished by the time we moved there after we got married. So I said, cool. It was like um, we were on the 19th story. Uh, uh, we had a riverfront view right on the Hudson right kind of right above the holland tunnel so there's the southernmost tunnel that uh well not is it the southernmost no it's this it's one of the main tunnels mm -hmm. holland tunnel connects into manhattan goes under the river beautiful view beautiful view of the city do you had 
you know, Empire State Building far left, and then you had all the skyline, and then on the right, you would see um, the Twin Towers. So, uh, and then that river was always full of stuff. I mean, you'd be amazed, like, people would come to our house and stay there, and they're like, it was a one-bedroom. It was a tiny one-bedroom, but we paid, like, nothing. I got it for, like, 1300 bucks a month, mm. which was nothing right. in 2000. Like, I got it. I pre-signed the lease. When we when they gave us the keys, they're like, "We'll give you eleven hundred bucks right now if you break the contract." I'm like, "What?" Because they the rent had already gone up like five six hundred bucks a month. So they're like, "Here, if you don't want to live here, here." And I'm like, "No." And it had a parking spot on top of that, oh. so it was like, and the Clutch. the and the subway station is was at the bottom of the building, so oh, we nice. could go to the bottom. We had a doorman, and then we go <laughs> right into the subway station, and then in in two stations we were in the west village so we were already where we kind of had cool bars and stuff and then you go up 34th street and stuff i used to work in this building the city bank building which is known as the wedge you'll see it in a bunch of movies it's got a mm. big slant on top yeah. yep. it's really big anyway short short story so when you would go from that path station you got one of two ways you go through west village to 34th street which takes you to penn station in the middle of manhattan or you go to straight to the world trade center and then there you normally you walk out and you get onto the other trains for new york you go uptown downtown whatever. Mm -hmm. so we'd always be going one way or another well we live there uh like i said right there and i wasn't working i I'd actually was in between jobs doing a lot of freelance and my wife was doing some design stuff with an architect. She used to design a lot of the public spaces uh, for uh, all these high-end residential buildings up on the Hudson. So all the lobbies and stuff she designed. Them. Long story short, architect doesn't, doesn't call her till late. And he's like, he, they had a, a 10 o'clock meeting. And she's like, you know what? We got to bump up the 10 o'clock because at 10 o'clock, by the time I get up there, I got to be at rush hour. Uh, with the design and she'd have to carry like big boards and stuff. She's like, I don't want to go rush hour. Like, no, let's push out an hour. So I wake up that morning and I'm like, I always turn on the TV. It's the first thing I do. I'm addicted to TV. Mm -hmm. So I turn on the TV and there's a dude on the TV and he's like, it looks like a small plane went into tower one. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, what the hell? I think it was tower one. Yeah. Cause it would have been this. Mm -hmm. So, um, he i pull up the blinds and i'm looking at the smoke coming out of the top of the building and i'm like and it looked like just a little thing i mean we were across but it's still giant and in comparison i'm like oh some idiot crashed into the tower what an idiot you know mm -hmm. i'm thinking and i'm thinking there was a plane that crashed into the empire state building ages ago and but the but the empire state building is made different right it's all concrete rebar mm -hmm. all that um crashed in there and nothing happened and then they just you know fixed it so I'm thinking, oh, this idiot. So I go to the bathroom. My wife's in the shower still, just coming out of the shower. I'm like, honey, you're going to have to go 34th Street Path because you don't want to go through World Chaser. It's going to be a hot mess. A plane crashed in there, a small plane. And right as I'm saying that, I hear the guy on the TV saying, there looks like there's another plane. And I turn around and boom, the flames come out of the other tower. Wow. And I and it was it was way bigger than like a little plane. And I was like, oh shit i'm like that's not a little plane i don't know what the hell that is and i told lisa i said you're not going anywhere because this is something weird 
And that's when they're like, yeah, that's a plane and that's a little. And they're like, like, yeah, because they were saying it was like a Cessna. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no freaking Cessna, bro. The first one, the first one wasn't a Cessna. Yeah, the second one, definitely nobody even said it was. Mm-hmm. So we're like freaking out now. So I get on the phone. No, I don't get a phone. We had like internet there. This is 2000, but we had a T1 to that building. Uh, and you would just kind of pay a certain fee and you got access to it. So we had pretty good internet there at the time and i started sending like emails like dude i don't know what's going on but we're okay i took a couple pictures from the living room sent them out i get a call from my grandmother in mexico city and i'm like well i'm i'm, I'm like hey you know and my grandma's like are you okay i'm like yeah yeah we're fine we're fine uh, I mean, there's 20 first cousins of mine I mean, mm-hmm. there's 20 grand she's got 20 grandkids 20 grandkids so i'm like i'm like the ninth one so she calls me up you know <laughs> um, so i'm like i'm in the middle of it but so she calls me up she's like you okay i'm like yeah we're fine we're this uh but a lot of people in my building worked at the world trade center they worked in the, in the stocks and uh and so she got through and then everybody else couldn't get through. Like you couldn't call anybody. Like everything was locked. Like, I don't know how she got through maybe because it was coming from Mexico. It was really weird. So we started just emailing everybody and then telling everybody, if you talk to somebody else, just tell them we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Uh, and I have footage. I had a, you know, I had a DV cam and I grabbed my DV cam and I went out there and shot and everything. What you could see, we had a guy come over. Uh, one of the guys that, he was there when the first plane came in he was about to get on the ferry when the second plane came in uh and he thought oh it was no big deal he thought it was a cessna too because what they were telling him but he was in um tower 10 in one of the smaller towers the american express mm-hmm. ones over here and he's like oh i just needed to go home my kid had fallen off the bed he had like a newborn and he's like i need an excuse to go home i wasn't going to be there and he said he was at the ferry and there's a chain and they undo the chain and then people walk on the ferry to go across the river. And he was there and the second plane hit and they just saw flames come out. And he said that everybody fat, skinny, whatever, was jumping over that chain, getting on the ferry, going, wow. let's go now. Damn. Like it was crazy. Um, but, you know, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be as bad as it was. I mean, everybody saw it and we're watching it. And I remember I had the camera. And I'm watching it and I'm looking and I'm like, is that a piece of the plane falling off the thing? And one guy goes like, no, that's not a plane, bro. That looked like a person. Like there was people falling off. Mm-hmm. And that's when, out, it, right? and that's when it got real, you know, it was like, it's just like your heart, just like, I don't know if your heart, but you're like, your lungs collapsed a little mm-hmm. bit. You get that sick feeling. And, and I was like, oh, this is just, really weird mm-hmm. uh and and to this day it's hard for me to talk about it sometimes yeah. i get i can get really emotional about 100%. it um because it flashes but i'll tell you the one thing that gets me emotional every time is i was writing an email crafting the whole day of what happened what i just said because i you know i think okay the worst is the worst is over mm-hmm. I, and i was like okay two planes crashed we're looking at this people were coming down the things on fire i'm writing an email putting pictures all that and so I'm not paying attention, but I'm in my living room and I have the window open to my left and I'm just typing away. And then I just heard like a little, and I was like, what's that? And then I heard like, imagine like 10,000 people all just sign at the same time and just going. And that was the worst feeling ever. And I just looked, I got up and I looked, peeked through my window 
and and I just saw the building starting to come down in slow motion. Wow. And I was like, wow. what the hell? I said, no, wait. And I'm just looking at it and those sighs and like, I cannot breathe, bro. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm across the river. I mean, it's, I'm not in front of, I wasn't like living down there, but it was, people don't understand when you would go to the World Trade Center towers, like those things were massive. Like yeah. you would be stand, coming out of the, the, the subway and you could stand next to them. And if you were in the shade, it was like three degrees, like cooler. Yeah. And you were in a big ass shade, like half a block of shade. And these things were massive, you know? Wow. There were over a hundred stories, so it it was a massive thing. So when people think, you know, you see stuff on TV, and we're so used to seeing really good special effects, stuff looks so surreal, and then you see it in real life, and you just go like, "What the hell?" Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I saw that, and when I saw that thing come down, I was like, "That's when I just started thinking, how many people that I know are dying?" Like, Mm -hmm. because. 70% 70% of my building worked over there. Yeah. Now, the crazy thing is only one lady from my building died. Wow. So only one person from the building. I didn't know her firsthand. I knew her secondhand. She she didn't make it. But uh, I did know some people that either committed suicide because of the thing or mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine was a roadie. He was a roadie at the... They used to have gigs. Every noon, they had music at noon at the World Trade Center. Every day. Every wow. day at noon. So he was, this dude was like six four, six five, huge dude. He was a roadie, carried all the equipment, set up. Uh, and he was hungover. He didn't make it that day. Wow. He didn't show up. And a lot of his friends died because they're all big dudes. They all went up to help other people and they didn't make it down. Mm-hmm. So he was so, so, but so depressed. I mean, yeah, I remember seeing him after and uh, <clears throat> two, three months after it, he just couldn't take it and he'd like, you know, committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was crazy, man. Yeah, and it was a it was a big thing. It was a big thing. Um, but you know, I was I was like in elementary school or something, middle school, middle school. I mean, does it affect you? Because I feel when I moved to California, I just really hated nine eleven because it, I felt like nobody gave a shit. It it did affect. I mean, me. I I don't know if I can say that word here. No, but, you can. You can. But say whatever the fuck but, you want. Uh, <laughs> but I really, it would. I would get really upset because yeah. it was like nine eleven, and people are like, "Don't give a shit." And right. I was like, "Yeah, this is like the worst day ever." And that that's why I wanted to talk about this because uh, I I feel like um, after nine eleven, that brought people together. Um, like the patriotism though like i've never really understood my whole life i was man i'm mexican i'm mexican you know growing up you don't know shit you're just like yeah some latinos and uh after that there was a big big shift for me being like yo this is america man like like what happened right there the 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 flag everything there was just a, a big higher respect factor for me yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, just being over there, like, I remember the, we were going to Yankees games because we had, my cousin's had season tickets. So mm-hmm. it was like, let's do something that I'll forget. Because I would see now, so now once they both went down and there's like this thing of rubble with smoke, yeah, that thing was smoking for like a month. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's right in front of my house. I'm watching it. The river has no, there, no transit, no nothing, no helicopters. Nothing was allowed. 
So you could hear crickets and you would just see the light and the rubble on the other side of the river. And it was just super, super depressing. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, the only things to forget is like go to Yankee game, super patriotic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I just find it sad that we, I mean, I'm look, I'm Mexican first because I grew up in Mexico, Yes, sir. but I was born in the States. Mm-hmm. I was made in Mexico. My mom was three months pregnant when they moved to Pittsburgh and I was born there. Why Pittsburgh? my dad got a job there (laughs) so that's a different story Steeler nation yeah but the whole point is i'm mexican-american but i didn't grow up mexican-american here you know it's Mm -hmm. like i'm not chicano i I can't i mean yeah i'm not because i didn't grow up that way so i don't you know i was mexican i grew up and then when i was little four or five we we moved back to mexico and i grew up in mexico you Mm -hmm. know and then i came back here to go to college but i always feel that i'm you know i'm mexican first but I'm American because mm-hmm. I love the United States. I lived here half my life. I went to college here. I was born here. Um, and I feel that Americans nowadays are not as nationalistic mm. as even we are in Mexico. Like in Mexico, people are more Mexican. Like, you know, we have to do, when you go to school in Mexico, you have to do honors to the flag once a month. And it's a military style thing. And we mm-hmm. do the flag, we take it down. You do all this and, and you got to know your national anthem. And I know mm-hmm. that in the States we do some, you know, pledge allegiance to the flag and all that right. stuff every day. But I, I feel that sometimes people, uh, you know, for as much of a melting pot of the United States is we're not as united. We should all say like we are Americans. Like this is the land of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You don't have this kind of opportunity anywhere. And Facts. to not say that, um, you know, sure, we're Mexican, Puerto Ricans, Black, Dominicans, Nigerian, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, people from Germany, UK, Asians. France. Let's not forget. I mean, I'm forgetting. You know, this, this yeah, you, the, know, you, you can't. Know. I, I should say, you know, aliens are the only ones not here. Yeah, and we don't know that, right? <laughs> but but <laughs> legal aliens. Uh, we won't go there. Yeah. But but the whole point is, we should be more united in Mexico. Understand this: in Mexico, there's 33 states. There's 69 independent languages, 69 languages. In order that you have to be in, uh, I talked to, uh, I don't know the word, but it has to be, uh, to be a, a called a language, mm-hmm. it's got to have a, a certain set of, of rules, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not designed by me, but by whoever did. So right. there's 69 in Mexico, not dialects, but languages. There's languages. like hundreds of dialects. There's probably, if not a thousand. Right. And there's people from all kinds of different indigenous people and tribes that used to hate each other back mm-hmm. in the day until the Spaniards got there and started colonizing them and kind of uniting them all against the Spaniards. Then the Spaniards mixed with them. And now, you know, it, it, you could go and some guy could be from Oaxaca and could be Zapoteca. Another guy could be straight up white Spaniard from Guadalajara, but like 10th generation Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy could be a, a black guy that moved there from Haiti and he's now Mexican citizen. Mm-hmm. And you get, but at the end of the day, and you could talk shit between each other, but if somebody gets all in between us and says, fuck you, Mexican, we're all Mexicans. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. And so I feel that that is lo- that, that it, it's like it's lost sometimes in the States that mm-hmm. we're getting very, I mean, we can all, it's the division true. is, is worse now yeah. than it was when I was little. Yeah. And there should be a pride in being American, but mm-hmm. you also want to be a, a good American, right? Yeah. 
you don't want to be the one they call the nasty American in Europe or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, unpolite or whatever. But but you should be proud to be American because everybody wants to be an American. And 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 people don't know the opportunities you have here. You can go to college for free. You can go to Maricosta College for mm-hmm. free, and it's a great community college. You can go to other schools for, dude. In other places, my cousins and stuff, they got to pay for their kid to go to private school. Not be, they're not going to private school because they're rich. Mm-hmm. They're not going. My cousins are not rich. They're middle class, mm-hmm. but they're paying like private school prices from here to go in Mexico because the public school in Mexico is not that great, mm-hmm. yeah, right? It's pretty horrible. And and there are good public schools in Mexico, but you know, on average, they're not good. It's kind of like you know, the majority is like. You take the worst schools here in LA, the worst one, and that's the average over there, just because it's the economy of things, right? Well, yeah. So the best school here in the States, the you know, on average would be like the best one over there. So like, yeah, some of my cousins, they go to public school, but they're going to go to the best one. Mm-hmm. And that's where every, and to get into that one's hard because now you're going, you got to be smart. Mm-hmm. You got to take tests. You got to get through. And then you can go to a good public school where you're going to come out with a good degree and then get a chance to go to university. Yeah. So it's not like you can't make it in Mexico, but it's just harder. Here, you just have it. And and so sometimes it sucks when you see kids or they're like, you know, I just feel I don't want to do that. I don't I'm like, well, it sucks because <laughs> you know, there's millions of people that can't do that yeah. and want to do that, but they can't. Right. Uh, and we just have the opportunity to say, like, I don't want to do that. And it's fine. I mean, I'm and I'm not talking about college. I mean, right, you, you know what. In the grand not everybody needs to go to college like mm-hmm. that's let's get that like trade sex no no i think i think it's one thing as americans we kind of we, we, oh everybody needs to go four-year college stuff like that because we're not you know no 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 you could be a plumber you could have a trade i think kids should get especially if you see like you know i'm not interested in four-year college but i'd love to be a plumber or an electronics guy or run cncs at a mm-hmm. factory or or do a trade a skill electrician and why not have that just started in high school? And mm-hmm. I know they got the classes in high school and stuff, but a lot of times it's like, ah, well, I don't want to take English. I'm going to take uh, shop. Right. But they're not taking shop as serious because I want to be a mechanic. Right. Like, I want you to come out of there with a certificate and go and get a job and not have to go and pay 10 grand to some stupid trucking mechanic school that's going to certify you. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to pay 10 grand? Like yeah. the government should just give me a certificate for free if I really want to do it. Yeah. Now at 16, do you really want to do it? But some kids, you got to entice them and be mm-hmm. like, look, kid, you do two years here. You do, you get an apprenticeship. You do another two years. You could be making 40 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and some other 100%. dude that went to college comes out. It's, he's like not flipping burgers working, at McDonald's. Yeah, not even working yeah. And so, and then for. he's in debt. Mm-hmm. I was and, just going to say those student loans, they don't forget. Yeah. yeah. And, and we poo poo that. And, and I don't, I'm telling you, the better person is the one that made the choice to not go to school because he doesn't want that, you know. But yeah, if you want to go, you can do it. I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong in in Europe and in like Germany, especially, you know, they classify you early on. And like you might if you don't have the goods to go to university, you're not going, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a shame, yeah. but you're not going. But at least they say, no, you don't have the skills. You really have that aptitude right now to go to a trade school. So you want to go to trade yep. school? What do you want? And this is all free. You know, it's like you want to wow. go industrial engineer. You want to go welding. You want to go plumbing. You go and do that. Yeah. But the, the, it's there. The, the the great part about trades is um, 
the trade is good all around the world. Yeah. yeah. All around the world. Like, I mean, you like, might have to get world, recertified, you know? but, but you know something. But you know at least something. you'll know something, you know, yeah. and you can, yeah. you can start an entry level somewhere in Germany or whatever, you know, if that's what you, really what you want to do. But uh, it's just it's all about opportunity. It's all about opportunity. I think it's about 100%. giving somebody a tool that can help them get to step one. Mm-hmm. You know, I I feel that sometimes everybody always says, oh, the dream is to, you know, uh the if i had this job it's the dream mm-hmm. like like if you're doing something you love for work it's not work i'm like sometimes the job is just a job yeah. the dream is to not have to mm-hmm. make money bro yeah. Yeah. the dream is to have yeah. all the money and to do something that's good for you good for other people and and will make humanity better right mm-hmm. But we know that's not going to happen because yeah. unless you grow up as a trust fund baby and you and you happen to be a really good person, then yeah, you are living the dream. Yeah. But most of us have to work, and sometimes yeah. the job's a job to get money, but then your passion is something else, and that's okay. Then you're looking at time that's being spent as well, and time is the most valuable thing to us yeah. humans, man. But why spend money paying a student loan when you don't have to? Why and why put down somebody because they didn't get a four-year degree? You know, nobody's better than somebody right. else. Yeah. It's just like you want to get a four-year degree, by all means. You want to go this, by all means. But let's if we're in the land of opportunity, why do we make it so like, oh, you can do anything you want, but we're not gonna tell you. But then if you want to go and we'll give you a loan and we'll milk you mm-hmm. and we'll give you predatory loan terms, mm-hmm. and you can go to this online school, online school. No, it should be free. Yeah. And I'm not saying to to tell people that like, oh, your um, you know, w- w- your your loans are free or whatever. We don't go into that. I'm not I don't want to go into politics. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just think that there's certain rights that we have as citizens of a top-notch country that should be, you know, get some free education and 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 pick what you want. Mm-hmm. Cuz we need we need electricians, we need plumbers, we need, Dude, yeah. this, you know the HVAC guys, dude. HVAC guys, like that's yeah. where it's at. I'm telling yeah. you, you study HVAC. <laughs> you just put you put whatever you want on that invoice. People pay it. Like it's like you gotta have cold beer. Yeah, you gotta have the cold beer right there. Yeah. So uh, we got some more comments over there. Run them through. <laughs> Run them through, man. They're, they're coming in. I yeah. like the pet rats. Yeah, comments are coming in, man. Shout out to you guys still tuning in right here. I'd pay forty for Sisu. Uh, yeah, that's a movie. I haven't seen that one, but uh, I'm gonna. It's on my. It's on my watch list, so I got it. I'll, I'll have to check it out. There you go. Thanks, Val. Lydia. We got my sister-in-law had pet rats. They were pretty cool. Okay. All right. I like that. Yeah. Thank you, Lydia, for commenting. <laughs> right. Yeah, pet rats are not the same as the sewer rat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a whole don't don't, don't capture the rat in the yard and make it a pet. That's not gonna go well. Yeah, and we did have more comments on the live, but uh, the live we already extended the time oh, and they really? closed yeah. up. Yes, but no, I did so see it... a couple. Uh, shout out to Getting Low Photography. They said Kika Labs, you guys are the guys. Uh, shout out, man! Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, shout out to yeah. everybody who was tuning in on the IG. I mean, that that's why the YouTube's up, man. Go hit up the YouTube. The fifty yeah, likes this, that this we need. Is bomb. It is so it, good. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's not that far away, man. So. Just uh, to everybody who tuned in to the episode. I'm going to take the gotitas de la felicidad. There you go. Appreciate there it. Go. Don't forget, we're here with Raul from Guadalupe Brewery. And we tasted some great beer this whole entire episode. Uh, but Raul, before we finish off, I, I do got to ask, man. So uh, where can people find your beer aside from your tap room? 
Well, we really only sell it at the Tap House, and we sell it at the Carlsbad Bruce Fly at the shop in cans and bottles. So we do have like two or three flavors there, but we'll have 13 beers on tap usually at the Tap House, and then we'll have like three or four in cans and a couple of the reserves and bottles. We don't sell at um, any other stores. We're going to start looking into it, uh, but we probably will only be in like places like a bottle craft or something like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're very low key. You know, we, we love people hanging out and coming in talking about it, uh, either way. Or if you make your own homebrew, people constantly bring beer over to try out. Like, what do you think? And we'll be critical. We'll be like, well, this is a good beer, but you know, if you want to do this, yeah. like, and then, yeah. you know, guide them in the right direction. And that's what I love about you guys. You guys are, are, um, straight line, you know, you guys don't, don't play around with stuff, man. You guys are straight line and, uh, not, not always just faking it because I, I i see a lot of people man they just fake it you say yeah man everything's great it, it's good and it's all good reality. and then you try you're like yeah oh, right. it really good yeah yeah i mean 100%. look i'm not i'm not gonna talk smack about anybody yeah but uh but but hey if i if i bring you something i want you to tell me you know what this is crap or mm-hmm. at least i don't like it it's not my cup of tea yeah. it's got too much coconut. i mean we've had people that like i get to go oh it's got too much coconut i'm like okay but uh, and then so that's why we also like when people ask like um i'll have the coconut beer i'll go like do you like coconut yeah and sometimes people go amazingly they're like no i don't like coconut i'm like it says coconut <laughs> like on the beer <laughs> when, and then and sometimes they'll be like oh like sometimes they read it as cocoa blonde but they don't even read later that it says coconut because they only read the title and they think it's cocoa like chocolate like cocoa um and like so the then cacao. so so you have to like ask people um i remember there was one we used to have this sour mm-hmm. and it was like a two-year-old sour like it was sour as hell it was the um the uh, capulin or something i think and it was soured in with cherries but in a bourbon barrel whiskey barrel Ooh. so the problem is that it's like a sour like super sour but people would read, they read what they want. So they would read like sour ale and then they would see bourbon barrel beer. And they're like, yes, I want that. And then they get in like, oh my God, this is so sour. And we'd be like, well, well it's so sour. It's a sour. We told you it's a sour like 20 times. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw, I said whiskey barrel. So I thought it would be like a whiskey stout. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. So it's like you have to, especially when you got some of the funky stuff. You will get, you know, and you're like, oh, well, we'll give you another one. But that's a two, that took me two years to make. <laughs> it's like an ounce, a, a dollar an ounce. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, here goes five bucks down the drain. Yeah. So we try to be, you know, in, in, in part, make them be your stuff like that. I mean, it's cool. It, it's education. You get to talk yeah. to people and meet some really mm-hmm. interesting people. I, did you meet cool people ever, like working Every there? Every time. Every time. And I would have conversations with, uh, with, like old ladies man old ladies would come over here and we is that is that your thing test. is no. that a, no i mean not I've your been, thing i don't mean told. it that way i don't <laughs> no 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 i've been told i, I didn't mean it that way i didn't mean it that way I, I I've been told what i meant like is like that, sometimes but... you know you're like you know you're getting like a, a yeah. lot of nice i, I just like senior to, i just like to talk to um to to knowledge yeah you know? and 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 they it got just something good to be that that um people that have lived their life uh, they have so they were dropping knowledge. some knowledge on they you knowledge, what's man. the coolest story you ever heard um, that you remember or you don't remember i, I put remember, you on the spot bro i remember a lot of things that went down <laughs> at Guadalupe. but uh conversation wise um just wide range of, of topics but my my favorite 
is just meeting people when like I, I always try not to judge by the way people look. Yeah, yeah. And you'd you'd get people coming in there and they look a certain way. And it's like, man, he looks like he's gonna be an asshole here. Let me let me uh, put my smile on and, and talk to people. But they end up being really, really cool. And uh, and first timers was my, always my favorite because you get to tell them, hey, man, we got this, we got this. You know, try this, try this. And they're like, dude, I love this place. And I was like, well, keep coming back, please, man. Come on, hang out. With it, us. It's interesting how you sometimes you you prejudge somebody, and yeah. so so you got to be open book at first. But it's hard, man. It's yeah. hard. It's hard. I mean, when I was a waiter and I remember, oh, this guy looks like he's not going to tip. Yeah. Honest. But yeah. you just, you, like you said, you got to be like, okay, shake it off. Yep. Give him the same amount of service. Mm-hmm. And then it's the end. It's like, uh, I'm rolling the dice and, oh, he tipped something. Okay. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. 100%. But uh, it, it is, it is, uh, I, I find, I find we've, there's, there's all kinds of weird, like, you know, two degrees of separation kind mm-hmm. of thing that you yeah. find when you talk to people it's like oh i'm from this place and you're like really well i lived like two blocks from there and yeah. oh really well my wife is from here and like and then it's like it's, it's the number one thing man uh, at guadalupe brewery you're gonna meet new people and and the conversations is is really what i love about guadalupe brewery you can have conversations with raul he'll be there he'll talk to you he'll talk your ear off but uh, you also have you'll just meet people and be like, hey man, you're drinking the same beer, cool. Hey, what's your name? You know, you just start talking, you start going off, and uh, you guys have a real big sense of community at at your brewery right there, and that's that's one of my favorite things. Definitely. Yep, yep. No, we we appreciate it, man. We appreciate all you guys. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. And once again, to everybody, man, thank you guys for uh hanging out with us. We got Raul from Guadalupe Brewery, man. Uh, and shout out, shout out to Louie back there holding down. Louie in the sweat you, box. Louis. Yeah, Louie yeah. in the sweat box. Yeah, shout, out, shout out to the boy Louie. Shout out to Piccolo also who was here doing the merchandise. And shout out to everybody who commented today too, man. A lot of a lot of cool, interesting comments that came through this episode. It's a, it's been a fun one, man. And remember, yeah. next Sunday, yeah. outside lens on on yeah. the turntable. Yeah, next Sunday, August sixth, we're gonna he be might- at Guadalupe Brewery. Or BDS Sundays, the return of BDS Sundays. And BDS Sundays usually means a little bit more uh, Grupo Frontera and yeah, yeah. cumbias and yep. stuff. We, we will be very yeah. Latino-centric. There'll be, there'll, be, there'll be some 90s uh, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll hip-hop, switch up of the vibes, course. But, uh, my favorite thing about doing music and stuff is, is uh, and I think is, is a really great skill that I have, um, I'm able to read the room. And that's my favorite thing. I've just seen, and you know what? Like, just playing something, kind of looking at people. And then it's like it's the best thing when you when you drop something that you thought, you know what, this is going to change the mood of everything. It's going to be great. You drop it and then you just start seeing people talking to each other and just and they're, they're bouncing a little yeah, bit. Bouncing. You see That's that? Everything. Yeah. So I always I always read the room. So make sure you guys come out and uh, and let's have a great time. Have I a great time. Definitely. 11 a.m. So, guys, thank you. So, for, guys. Thank you for having us here. Thank you. This sir. is the Kicker podcast, man. Louis. Shout out to everybody sir. behind the wall. Yes, sir, man. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys next time. Hell yeah. Well, one more time. Where where can people find you at? 631 South Santa Fe in Vista, California, 92083. No, 8884. I don't know. I'm 83 where I live. (laughs) Downtown is different, though. Yeah. I I know. 92083 is Vista. It might be four. But I I think downtown's one different. 
But regardless, we're on a Paseo Santa Fe, the new part, brand new mm -hmm. sidewalks. You can walk on brand new sidewalks. Mm -hmm. You can skate there. You can, can e-bike. You can cruise. Uh, there's a sprinter station. Uh, so, yeah, we got a back patio for the people that want to chill out in the open vibe. We got a beautiful building that was built in 1930 originally, and we revamped it. It's got original beams and everything, wow. all this wood and a garage, 20-foot garage door window. So just come out, hang out. If it's hot, we got AC inside. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're chilling. You got Birria Mendes uh, two doors down. You got a skate shop there. If you got a kid that likes to skateboard, drop him off at the skate shop. <laughs> yeah. He'll look around. They got they can skate in the back, do some tricks, talk to the Bricks Brothers, and buy some vans there. It's good folk there. Uh, there's a panaderia also there, so yeah, you can go and too. buy some pan while you're there for the for the merienda at night or, mm -hmm. you know, breakfast next morning. So, yep. you know, a couple of little things there, you know, it's, it's a neighborhood that's up and coming. We're trying to rebuild it and, uh, and get some more vibes there. So keep on coming. Definitely, man. You guys are at the forefront of reviving that section right there. Cause uh, you guys are one of the only um, alcohol selling places. Uh, right now there's another right there, brewery right? coming down to the corner and then 508 taverns over there. True. Shelly, right. they That's make right. some great grub. They have uh, some, they have a wing Wednesday. I, think I, it's I would, really good. I would love for you to get your beer in there. Yeah, I could do it. I mean, Shelly, Shelly's super nice. I'll, I'll talk to her. Cause I've been going over there for the Korean tacos. Korean tacos are good there. Bulgogi. So yeah. Yeah. They are so good. But yeah, no, they're good guys. folk over there. Uh, you know, we, we, the, the road's good. We He's got the man coming. He's the man right here. Raul from Guadalupe Brewery. Make sure you guys, uh, go to the brewery, man. Go check it out. Try all the different types of beers that they have and, uh, and hang out and chill with the beer tenders, man. They're all fantastic people. But with that being said, Bruce, you want to go ahead and take us out? Yeah. Until then, catch us around next time. Yo, thank you for sipping up with us. They'll be talking up with us. They'll be kicking it. Peace. Oh, man.